Locked On Giants Live is back. Salary cap, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and much more with Trena, Tana, and Dog coming your way next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Lockdown Giants podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Lockdown Giants Live. You got Patricia Trainer, your host, Trainer Tana and Dog. We are back. We got the gang back together. Right. And it's been so long. I missed you guys. Yeah. yeah. It went by fast. It seemed yeah. like it went by fast. You know what's great, though? Chat, Eagles ain't Super Bowl champions. <laughs> He's going to be seven months. I can tell you that. I thought of you, dog. When, when, when the Eagles lost, I sat there and I said I said to my husband, boy, dog must be just absolutely I was so you know, happy. jumping with joy. It was great. It was good. That was, that was a good suit. I mean, honestly, obviously, I was very happy that they lost. But that was a really good Super Bowl. I mean, regardless, that was yeah. one of the better Super Bowls oh, it was. in a long time. It was a very good game. And I'll be honest, I was actually surprised the Eagles lost. I, I really did think they were going to win. I, I thought their defense would be a little bit better, but the pre-snap motion, the drag routes were killing them. They, they never figured that out. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, there that's in the books. We're now in the offseason. There's plenty of stuff to talk about. On today's show, we'll talk about salary cap questions. I know I've been promising you guys that. I did a show on salary cap last week, but we'll, we'll take questions now. We'll talk about Daniel Jones's contract, free agency. The combine is next week. My gosh, we got so much to talk about. I hope we can squeeze this all in in the two hours. I think we, I, I think we can do it. We got next. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about the we, combine. We, we'll we talk can about do free. that. We can, if, whatever we don't cover this week, we can cover next week, right? Exactly. I'm out of it, man. I think I it's even, March second. I'm. I was looking forward to spring training here. I know the Yankees got a game on Saturday, and I, I didn't even realize that the combine was coming up. That you know why, bad dog? March Madness coming up, dog. Because we normally get an offseason mode in November. This is. <laughs> true oh boy halloween we're already looking at the combine and this year not so much not so well much. it's interesting we'll talk about the combine a little bit but uh I, this year it's a little bit different vibe for for i think a lot of us because number one the giants are not drafting high as they have been doing the last several years so it's almost like i hate to say it but it's almost like the the combine sort of takes a back seat to what's going on in free agency because some big decisions coming up some some uh you know suspense here with Daniel Jones. What's going to happen with him? How's this going to trickle down and affect Saquon Barkley and Julian Love? And you know what Joe Shane's able to do. So we will talk about all that. We'll talk take questions as we always do. I'll try to answer them with regards to the cap. I saw Papa Guzzo says, "Teach me the cap." I'm like Papa Guzzo, <laughs> you, you you got like uh you know six months. I can teach you the cap in six months. But um, we'll try and answer all the questions. So. Um, guys, let's start off with, with, uh, you know, the Daniel Jones situation. He changes agents. Um, I want to say a couple days before the, the, uh, franchise transition tag window opens. Um, nobody saw that coming. I know I sure as heck didn't. And I thought, okay, he's with CAA. CAA has represented 
a lot of, you know, quarterbacks. And even though Athletes First has, has rep some high-paying quarterback, the combination of agents that uh, that Jones has now, I don't know that they've – I'm trying to think if they've ever done a big contract for a quarterback. I don't think they have. The agency has, but I don't think the individual agents Yeah, have. that's yeah. what I'm thinking. So – just what did you guys make of the of the decision to switch? I mean, we were talking about it a little bit off the air about how, you know, athletes first reps, David Sills and Sterling Shepard, who happened to be two of Jones's best buddies. But what did you make of this whole thing? Uh, listen, um, at the end of the day, it's one of two things. Either Daniel Jones felt like, at least in my opinion, and I'm sure there's other variables, but I think like most people, when they saw it come out, the thought process was it's one of two things. It's, Either A, Daniel Jones felt like that agency was not going to be able to get him as much money as he deserved, or B, it's possible that Daniel Jones felt like that agency wasn't doing a good job in terms of negotiating with the New York Giants, and he wanted to get a deal done, and he felt like this new agency would be able to give him a better opportunity at doing that. I, I, that's I, the way I think most people viewed it. Yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, Joe Shane mentioned it and, and Daniel Jones, it is a business. I mean, I know as a, you know, a fan of your team, you fall in love with the players on the team. Uh, a lot of people, Daniel Jones is, has been one of the more polarizing figures on the giants. Some guys absolutely love the guy. Some people absolutely hate the guy and they, they want to move on from him no matter what. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's a business. And to me, I just looked at it like Daniel Jones probably figures this agency will give him the best, uh, you know, contract and negotiate the best contract. So whether that's with the Giants or another team, uh, it's he's probably doing what's best for him. I don't blame him. I mean, again, I look at it this way. Um, you know, I don't care what line of work you're in. You want to get paid the most money you can at the job you do. So if Daniel Jones feels that he can get more at this agency, more power to him. Yeah, you know, what I found interesting about the whole scenario is back during the bye week, the Giants didn't have conversations with, with Jones's agent. And to my knowledge, I don't think they had conversations during, when the playoffs were going on and, and into the Super Bowl and the, 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 you know, the weeks after that. So maybe, and I'm just speculating here, I'm just spitballing, is it possible that Daniel might have been frustrated by the fact that talks got started so late? That, you know, there was there was nothing. I mean, I don't know if, if the Giants made any kind of, uh, you know, overture towards them. But I do know I remember specifically because I might have been the one who asked the question did uh, of Daniel Jones during the bye week. Did your reps have talks with the Giants over the bye week? And he said, to my knowledge, they did not. So I found that kind of curious because Julian Love's reps had had conversations. Saquon's reps had conversations, but not Daniel. And yet Daniel is the priority. Yeah. I found that kind of weird. It's and then possible. at the NFL honors, remember Diana Russini of ESPN caught Brian Dable on the uh, NFL honors red carpet. And he said that they had begun talking to, you know, they, they opened up conversations with, with Daniel's reps. And I thought to myself, gosh, that's kind of late. Yeah. You know, I thought that was kind of late, but you know, I don't that know. That might have something to do with it. It's, it's all speculation, but that might have something to do with it. That might've been like his agency's, uh, strategy during the year. They might have said to Daniel, no, don't, we don't want to give them any leverage during the year. We're not going to talk to them. You're going to keep playing. You're going to keep upping your value. And maybe the way that they continue to remain silent with the New York Giants started to make Daniel Jones upset. And that may have had something to do with it because he probably wants to stay here. Brian Dable, he, want, you know, he wants familiarity. He probably wants to get a deal done where he feels like he's fairly compensated. 
but it's entirely possible that he was not happy with the job that he felt that agency was doing. He thought that this, this agency would get better along with the New York Giants. Could be, could very well be. I mean, like, like I said, you know, Shepard, Sills, his two buddies, rep by athletes first. So maybe, you know, they said, hey, listen, our guys are, are aggressive. They're going to, you know, get something done. They're not going to sit on their hands. I don't know. I mean, it's it's possible. But, you know, let's talk about these reports of Daniel wanting $45 million. And I think I know where this originated. Pro Football Talk did an article and it was more of a speculative article than anything. It, it, at no point did, did Mike Florio or whoever it was that wrote it say that that's what Jones was looking to earn. What he did was he outlined the potential scenario. So assuming Jones gets the tag this year, that's $32.4 million, okay? And, and Florio, or, or again, whoever wrote the article, is speculating that, oh, once he gets tagged, that's it. He's playing on the tag, which is not necessarily the case. But taking the article a step forward, and this is on profootballtalk.com, by the way, if anybody wants to look it up. Then they said, well, what if the Giants tag Jones again next year, it, he's it's going to cost him, I forget what the amount was. 38, then, it's 38. 38, all right, 38. And then after that, you can only tag a guy twice. After that, you have to raise his base salary by 20%. So when the math was all done, it came out to 45 million APY. And that I think that's where that number came from. That's See, just that, my guess. That to me is why 35 is his floor. I think it's fair. I think it's fair to anticipate next year's tag with this year's tag if you're Daniel Jones's agent. But the third one, the 20% raise, you're almost never you're gonna see a team tag a quarterback three times in a row. No. But if I'm Daniel, yeah, but if I'm Daniel Jones's agent, I do go to the Giants and I say, listen. He get thirty two point four if he just sits out and, and and makes you guys tag him. So he's not signing under that on a per year average. And if he forces you to tag him next year and you don't want to commit long term, he's getting thirty eight. So that's thirty five million dollars a year on average. So if that's my floor, if I'm Daniel Jones's agent, if it's a a multi year contract, I say, listen, if you tag him two years in a row, he's getting thirty five million dollars a year, fully guaranteed, and you can't move the money around. So I'm right. starting at thirty five. That's where that's where it starts for me if I'm his agent. Right. And, and, you know, the other thing is if he does get the tag, that money automatically comes out of the Giants salary cap space. Not to yep. mention that if they do work out a long term deal, Daniel's got to be guaranteed thirty five million in cash. Right. However, they do it yep. with a signing bonus, roster bonus, workout bonus, base salary, any incentives. He's got to be guaranteed at least thirty five million in cash. So. I'm sorry, thirty-two million. That's the that's the tag money. So yes, the Giants can do things to add to their their salary cap space if they lose that. But that's a big chunk of change coming out. You know, they're going to do something with Galladay's contract, whether they make him a pre-June or a post-June, could depend on you know what happens with Daniel Jones. And then you know Leonard Williams's number is going to probably come down. I think they're going to extend him. And I know they'd also like to extend Dexter. But here's the thing, you know, are they going to have enough money at the end of the day to get Saquon back, to get Julian Love back, and to upgrade the roster where they need to? I don't think it happens if they have to tag Jones. Yeah, there's no maneuverability with the money. And, yeah, I mean, what do they have, 50 to 55 million or something like that? I think it's, it's, right I want to say it's 45, isn't it? But okay. it's going to be more because you're going to cut Dolly. Right. right. But, but they're going to have about you, seven. You, have about you seven. can put, take 32 out of that. It shrinks up quick. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. money shrinks up quick. So it is. It's going to be hard to, to keep all those guys. But 
you know, that's that's why we have Joe Shane, right? That's why we have Brandon Brown. These guys' job, figure it out. You know, Howie Roseman figures it out every year. I don't know how the hell he does it, but he does it every year. So that's that's their job. That's what good GMs do. They find a way. And he'll figure it out. You know. Yeah, Shane will figure it out. I mean, it's going to be tricky, but let me ask you this. How would you guys feel if they do have to tag Jones and they potentially lose Barkley and Julian Love? How upset would you be? I'll start. Um, one, I don't want Daniel Jones to play on the tag this year. I think that's a last resort. But if he is not signed by March 7th, they're going to tag him because they're not going to risk. And I think they'll try to work out a deal, hopefully, before the start of free agency. And I, sure. even if they are, are forced to tag him, I fully expect them to get, get a multi-year extension done before. Uh, I think the deadline's in, like, July. I think they'll get a July multi-year. July 15th, I think it is. July 15th. I, I, they'll have a multi-year extension done before then. I fully believe that. But And I think they're going to have a multi-year extension done before that. But in your scenario, if they're forced to tag Daniel Jones, one, I love – no pun intended. I, 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 I almost love Julian Love. I think he's a really good player um, and uh, seems like a great locker room guy, uh, you know, a captain. I don't want them bringing Julian Love back. Not for what I think he's going to cost. Yeah. Um, and what and for what I think, quite frankly, he deserves. I think there's teams out there that are going to be willing to give him $10, 11000000 million. I mean, you got McKinney. You're going to have to sign him. You drafted Dane Belton, who I think was drafted to be his eventual replacement. Hit up. You got Pinnock. Pinnock. I'll, 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 I'll take the comp pick, Julian. Yeah. Thank you for your services. Yeah. I'll take the fifth-round comp pick. Best of luck with the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, wherever you go with a team that has a lot of cap space. Barkley, my favorite player in the team. My Love him. If I'm not tagging him, which it does not look like the New York Giants are going to do, and in your scenario, we can't tag him because we're tagging Jones, I, I'm letting him go because – I'm not paying him $15 million a year. Yeah. And if he hits the open market, a team is going to pay him $15 sure. million. Sure. Sure. Let, let him go to the Bears. Yeah, so I hate to say it. And and then you you try to build up the rest of the team with the money that's provided to you, and I have full faith that Joe Shane will be able to do that. Uh, but, yeah, right now, if you ask me to predict, Chris, what's going to happen, even if we don't take Jones, if there, I was always under the impression, Patty, that, they were going to get an extension done with Jones, and then they were going to take Barkley. Me too. But now you're hearing reports, and we'll see how accurate it is, that they, they're not going to tag Barkley. Even if they sign Jones to the extension, I'm starting to hear rumblings that they're not going to tag Barkley. So if they're not going to tag Barkley, I don't think he's coming back. I, th- I think it's going to be Daniel Jones is coming back. I think both those guys are going to be gone. No, Barkley would be, would be in line for, a t- I think, the tag for a running 10. back is 10 million, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, what's your take? Well, I mentioned this off stream and like we were talking about, like you said, like Chris said, in your scenario, you, you tag Jones. I can't pay Barkley all that money. I, I can't give all that money to a running back because this day and age, I mean, Barkley's awesome. You know, he's one of my favorite players in the Giants. I love Saquon. He's an exciting player. He's certainly the best player on offense. I don't think there's any question about that. You can, you can make the argument him or Jones, but I think most people tell you Barkley's the most explosive player on the offense. Um, however, you look at the teams that were in the Super Bowl, neither one of them have a superstar running back, right? You need a good offensive line. And you can have a good running game without a superstar running back. So mm-hmm. instead of giving Barkley $15 million a year, which like Chris said, if he hits the open market, somebody's probably going to give him 14 or 15 million. Build the offensive lineup and just get a good running game. Get some serviceable running backs and get a number one receiver in here. 
and, and you know, just kind of um, balance out your team and, and instead of being so heavy, you know, so reliant on a, on a running back, especially a guy that has been injury prone a lot of his career, right? He had right. one good year. I'm always skeptical of giving a guy a ton of money on his free agent year after he's kind. I mean, he has a talent and it's not, you know, no fault of his own. He's had some bad luck, but it's hard for me in this scenario to say, yeah, let's give Saquon Barkley all this money and tag Daniel Jones. Cause you have no money. <laughs> you have no money left. Cause you can't move the 32 million around. Yeah. You're giving right. your running back 15, but we're, we're, you got no, got no money. You got to still sign your draft class. You only so, need about three million though for the, for the draft class. What's that? Three million in new money. Right, but still, I mean, uh, we're I, not as high as we normally do, so we don't have right. to pay as much this time around. Right, right. But it, I get your point though. For me, for me, I, I'd rather take the money you get Barkley, and just like I said, if you're gonna have Jones here, you want to build in front of him, not behind him. Put that money in the line. You know, Absolutely. We, we talked about this when Sam Darnold was a jet. Chris and I used to talk about this. You you bought went out and bought a Maserati, but you didn't get the insurance. So if you crashed that car, what the hell was the point? Right? Build the line, get some insurance for your quarterback. I think the offensive line is more important to Daniel Jones than Saquon. And get him a wide receiver, too. Right. So yes. that's just kind of my take. I, I think building in front of Jones is, is better than building behind him. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. And you know, I don't want to see Saquon leave. I think he's been a great player, you know, good locker room presence, great in the community. But, um, yeah, I I can't see giving him 50. I mean, that's Ezekiel Elliott money, and Zeke's probably going to get cut or at least get that contract redone. Yep. So, I, you, yeah, you just, I, listen, I, I think Barkley is worth that to someone. But, right. it's that, but, but for where the Giants currently are, like the Chicago Bears, I, I think he's going to be a bear when push comes to shove, because yeah. it just makes so much sense that yes, they have the most cap space at over 90 million. But the other thing, they have a quarterback that's entering year three, right? With Justin okay. Fields, they have a quarterback that they need to start to see a lot more progression out of that. They're desperate to get him help. Suddenly you got Saquon Barkley with Justin Fields, ability to use his legs in the backfield. You got 95 million in space. And you're going to get some draft picks, Chris, because they're probably going to trade out of the number one spot. Very possible. I think, I think that's where he's headed. If I had to guess, but um, as yep. much as I love Saquon Barkley, um, I I'm definitely leaning at this point that he won't be back. I'm not saying for sure because maybe his market won't be as high as I think. Maybe right. he'll go out there and he'll only get offered 12 and a half, 13 million dollars, and then he stays with the Giants. But if a team's willing to give him 15, I don't think he's coming back. No, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I think right now, I, I'm not very confident that, that Barkley's back. No. I, you know, I, now if obviously if they get a deal done with Jones, that changes everything. You know, they can use the tag if they need to. Yeah, um, 10 million would not hurt them. I mean, it would oh. be a little much. It would not hurt them, though, if but they then, had but to then, But then, Patty, does Saquon even want play on the tag? He's going to have no choice, Chris. I mean, he might sit out the spring or something like that. Yeah. But remember, this is a guy who, when he was injured, didn't he say, oh, my God, I miss playing. I miss being with my brothers. It was terrible not playing. Yeah. Now you're going to voluntarily sit out because you're on the tag? I mean, I think, I think that's, that's – Come on. For, for me, that's yeah. the way to go. Get Jones yeah. done. Get him his $36 million year, $37 million year contract. Lock it up. Hopefully it's five years so you could space out the money. I'm sure we'll talk about it throughout the stream. That I to me, to me, that's a more ideal for the Giants than Jones if it's a five-year deal, because you can kind of space out the money. 
It gives you freedom throughout the contract. It also gives Jones probably three years worth of security. You put an but, option year in there too, or yeah, not an option year. I keep, I keep saying option, year. option bonus. Yeah, well, that too. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I outlined um, that. I think I talked about that on the show, the uh, salary cap show I did last week. If you guys haven't checked it out, I'm talking to, to the group here. Um, check it out. I went over some different types of bonuses and stuff. And if you saw that show and you have questions, I'll I'll be happy to answer them as you know when we get to the Q and A part. But um, but yeah, I. This is a very interesting development. I don't think any of us saw it coming, but um, the ramifications. And already people are like on my timeline saying, Daniel Jones is a greedy, you know what? He's going to cost his team its best players, yada, yada, yada. I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I think they can recover if they lose Julian Love because, yeah. for you know, they have Pinnock and Belton. You know, if they lose Saquon, yeah, that would stink, but – you can, there are plenty of good running backs in this draft class, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, on the show tomorrow, I pre-taped it today. I had um, Damian Parson, who is uh, the new lock, one of the new locked on NFL draft hosts. Oh. And my gosh, he gave a lot of good names that we should be keeping an eye on. So make sure you check that show out. Drops at midnight tonight. But he said, geez, you'll have no problem. You know, yeah, Saquon's got a special skill set, but you'll have no, for what the Giants do with their running game. I have no problem replacing that. All right. So. I didn't even mention Julian Love because honestly, again, ten, eleven million dollars, like Chris said, just comp <laughs> pick. I don't, I don't think Julian loves that. He's a good player, but is he that much of an impact player where you want to give him? Mm-hmm. Barkley's an impact player. Yes, Love is a nice player. I don't know how much of an impact player he is. So that's I didn't even mention him. I, I obviously I think Barkley's is more important to the team, but again, you you can't go out and spend twenty five million dollars on a running back and a and a safety when you're trying to sign your quarterback and you still have holes uh, in your interior offensive line and in your cornerback, right. linebacker and cornerback linebacker and wide receiver. Obviously. Line. So we still have a lot, a lot of, of still have a lot of holes to fill. So, yeah. And you know, this, this whole notion, I think I saw somebody propose that, Oh, the giants should just sign Daniel to the, to, to the franchise tag and, or, and forget about it or do a, a, a tag and trade. What is the point of a tag and trade? You're not going to get, two first round picks for Daniel Jones. No. I'm sorry. I like him. I don't think he's worth two first round picks. I mean, like most still- quarterbacks that make what Daniel Jones is about to make are not worth two first round picks no. because of the, because of the salary alone. Be worth that. Right. Once they're right. up the rookie deal, they, it's very hard to get two first round. Uh, yes. The premium premium quarterbacks. Yes. But not the guys that are just outside of that. No, you're not getting right. Two first round right. Right. What, not teams, what teams are going to sit there and go, yeah, I'll give, you, I'll give you two first round picks for Daniel Jones? Because if you need a quarterback, it's not like you're a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. Who, who's going to yeah. do that? The Jets? You know, they like, we just need a quarterback or Washington. Like, we're a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. They're probably not. So, unless you have a team that's like, we're a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl and we know Daniel Jones can win us a Super Bowl, we're going to give it two first round picks. It's, it's yeah. Nobody's nobody's going to do that. Give up two first round picks for a guy that you're about to pay thirty five, thirty eight million dollars a year to. It's it's not going to happen. By the way, did you see Tiki Barber's suggestion that the Jets might benefit by having uh, Daniel Jones by going after Daniel Jones? I'm going to tell you right now. And Joe, Shane, Joe Shane knows it. I've said it for months. If we let him hit the open market, the Jets would show interest. So would Washington. Washington. I know they would. Sure. Uh, but but he's Carolina not. Carolina too. But he's not going to hit the open market. So, nope. but if he, if no, he did, the, the Giants will tag him yeah. and figure something. Out. I, I there's no. I will be utterly shocked 
if Jones hits the open market. I'll be I'll be stuck. It's not that. happening. I don't think it's I don't see it happening. Not at all. Barkley, yes. I think that's where it's headed. Um, it's it, you know, and and there's other free agents that we haven't even talked about, but they're, they're those guys I think are gonna come in on the lower end of the scale. But um I'm just curious to see because that money, how that money is gonna shift. And yes, there's going to be money they get from from uh, Galladay from Leonard Williams. And if they can get Dexter extended, you know, people have also said to me, well, what about extending Andrew Thomas and Xavier McKinney? Those two, those deals aren't going to get done Another right year. now. McKinney is still rehabbing that hand. So I think the, if I'm the giants, I wait to see how his rehab goes this off season. And as far as Andrew Thomas goes, this he's entering year four. You can pick up the option year, yep. which I, which I fully expect they him to will. do. And then if you need to, you could just keep tagging him. Andrew Thomas they're is gonna, going to they're going to extend Thomas probably after next year I think but I, I, I could see that I could yeah, see but that I think not this, not this, this is Dexter's year. year this is Dexter's year this is Dexter now and and yeah. that's where you know the Galladay decision is interesting because if you're Joe Shane you will save more money if you dump Galladay after June first you mm-hmm. I think the the amount saved goes up to thirteen or fourteen million I, th- I think it's thirteen point five actually yeah versus yeah. six yeah so. If you want to, <clears throat> excuse me, um, extend anybody in season, you want to have more money to do that. So it yeah. makes sense to wait on Galladay. But at the same time, if you need that money, if you need that $6 million because, okay, you need every penny you can get because of what you want to do in free agency. And by the way, I don't think Joe Shane's going to go crazy in free agency. I no. really don't think he's going no, to make, make no, splashes. No, he's thinking yeah. long term. He's thinking he's thinking long term. He's thinking about accruing a couple of comp picks from some of these guys he may lose. He's going to keep his in-house guys and he'll make some smart cost effective signings. He'll get starters. You know, he'll get like a second tier linebacker. He'll get like a second tier right. wide receiver. Um, but I mean, if if I think and me, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if there's going to be like one big move, I think it's trading for a wide receiver. I don't know if it will come to fruition. Well, because, but I I could definitely see it happening. Well, let's let's talk about that real quick. Would you go for DeAndre Hopkins? Give up a third and a conditional fifth since you got two picks in those rounds. If yeah. it doesn't, if it doesn't include me having to having to extend him, which supposedly he wants. Well, he won't I, get I, it. I, I would because he because he's only when when you look at what they're responsible for on the contract. I think he's a it's about eighteen million dollars a year on average. What we'd have to pay. For the so it's two the years. same as paying Yaladay, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. I, yes, I would be willing to trade for DeAndre Hopkins if it didn't include like a long extension on top of the trade. Yeah, especially so for a third, okay third and fifth. fifth. Yeah, yeah, for, for I, yeah I'd give up a third and fifth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's had some injury issues. I know that he got dinged. I think for a suspension. DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think he's in a in a position right now to demand any kind of extension now you know you can l- say well his production wasn't very good with the cardinals but then again was the quarterback out of, of the year too so that that didn't help his production either yeah i mean you know was the quarterback play that good in arizona i mean that that had something to do with it too i right. would think so I mean, they could always trade for deandre hopkins and still take a wide receiver their first pick right i mean right. well i think they're going to i think i could see them acquiring a veteran and drafting now, it's funny. I did a three-round mock draft on Giants country, and I had them taking a receiver in the first round. 
in retrospect, I should have gone cornerback. And I think on my next mock, I do. I had them going corner. cornerback in my first mock draft. I'm going to do the cornerback. Who do, who, do, who do you think I had them taking? Cornerback? Yeah, I had a corner. Kelly? Yeah, Ringo, no. yeah. Ringo, I had him. I had him taking Ringo okay. out, of George, out of Georgia. He's a good okay. fit. Really, he, Ringo. He's, a, he's, a, he's a man press cover corner. He fits the scheme. But I really like the guy to Penn State. But I just don't think he's going to be there. Um, he's another really good fit for our deep. But I think we're going corner. When you look at the draft, when you look at the strength of that position, where we're picking the value, I think we're going corner. It'll be best player value. I, I think so, too. Be. And especially, you know, after listening to, to what Damian had to say, uh, again, that show's coming out at midnight, just after midnight tonight. Really, really good. I mean, a lot of good names. So if you you want to get an idea of who to keep an eye on in, in the combine and some potential fits, Damian did a great job with all this content. And, you know, next week, just spoiler alert, I'm going to, I'm supposed to have Rick Civitella on. I'm going to have um, Damien's uh, co-host on whose name escapes me right now, but I've got a lot of draft people that I'm looking to have on next week as the combine unfolds. So a lot of information coming down. Uh, Papa Guzzo just said he wants to center from Minnesota as do I, but you everybody know, does. It, it's interesting though, because um Damien said that there's uh, the, the Wisconsin offensive lineman um, who played center. Or did he play guard? He and also he meant no, he, it was the center. And then he also mentioned the guy from Alabama who had to play guard because they had injuries or something like that. So there's there's some uh, some other can candidates besides John Michael Schmitz who I would love to see on the Giants. I mean, he's as complete a center as need be. But interesting question here now. You, if you, you know, in the meantime, do you bring back Feliciano or do you bring back Gates? I have a feeling it's going to be Feliciano. Yeah, you've said that now for like two months. Um, you, uh, I would rather bring back Gates, but I would uh, yeah, but um, Feliciano, obviously, if they go that route, the, I, I would think the sense would be from Buffalo, Bobby Johnson. They, they, they obviously, he's familiar with the coaching staff, right? So, um, mm -hmm. Maybe that's what they'll do. I don't. I hope he doesn't start next year if they bring him back, or maybe he's like a part-time starter before they replace him with a young young player. But um, we'll see. I don't think both are coming back. I'll tell you that. No, they're not. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think Gates is. I, I I'd love to have him back. Just reading the tea leaves, and I I just don't think it's going to happen. I yeah. I mean, if it does, hell, I'll, I'll jump for joy. You know yeah. how I feel about Gates, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. It's going to break my heart, but uh, look, if he wants to start someplace and he wants to be paid like a starter, I don't think he's going to have that here. I yeah. really don't because ultimately, you know, that interior, that offensive line, all right, Glowinski's going to be back because he still has guaranteed money. Um, so he's uh, he's going to be back for at least one more year. Left guard, what do you do? You do Bredesen or do you do Azudu? Because remember, they drafted Azuda with the idea of put, plugging him in at guard, and he had that injury. So, do they? I think it depends. I, I think it depends on training camp, right? But I, I think no. that's one of the bigger battles going into camp. I think they want it to be Azudu. Right, he's obviously the future. So yeah, but yeah, but, that'll be that'll be one of the training camp battles. I I, I think that that position is going to be up for grabs. Um, I don't know. I, I I think the Giants, yeah, man, that first round pick, that could be anything. And best player back. That could be it could be corner, could be wide receiver, it could, could be, be linebacker. Center. It, it could be a linebacker. I, I doubt it's a linebacker. I'm thinking, yeah, well, they haven't done that since Carl Banks in 84. Yeah, I don't think it'll be not, but uh um yeah, 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've seen mock drafts. I'm a, I love Jordan Addison. I, I don't think he'd ever fall to 25, but there's, there's, I've seen mocks having Jordan Addison going to the Giants. So I don't know. You know, again, normally we're really stoked about the draft because it's like we, you're going to get one of the best players in the draft because we were drafting top five, top six every year. This year, drafting 25, it's like you just take the best guy available the best positional value because we need so many positions yeah and um mm-hmm. you know I, it'll be interesting to see what direction we go and of course free agency has a lot to do with where they're going in the draft too so yes if they go out and get deandre hopkins for you know maybe they don't maybe like well we don't need that because we got wandale robinson coming back we have isaiah hodgins we signed him we're gonna and, and we just got deandre hopkins we can let that wide receiver roll to later on in the draft and we're going to take a position that we you know a center or a corner so right. it's going to be interesting uh, to see what they do. It, it, no yeah. matter where we're drafting, it's always an interesting offseason because it's Christmas. It's NFL. Yeah, but, it, but it's interesting because this year, like I said, because they're drafting so low and because of all the intrigue with the con- the free agency contracts, it's almost like the draft is an afterthought right it now. It is, which it has years. That's going to be the – I'm telling you, next week that is going to be everybody's focus who's going to the combine is to try and sniff out the agents and find out what the heck's going on. Now, next week, for those who missed it, um, Joe Shane is the only one who's speaking next week. He's only doing one podium session. Brian Dable is not speaking next week. I saw you post that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. he's not speaking. And usually they do something afterwards. So I don't know that they're going to do anything after that. Like, they'll just they'll go in the back and they'll have all the beat writers go in the back and they'll talk separately. But I don't think they're going to do that this year. I could be wrong, but I don't think that's the plan. So uh, that agent meeting, because all the agents will be in town for their seminar that they have to take, and they usually have it on the lower level of the Indiana Convention Center, I guarantee you, you that that hallway is going to be crawling with reporters, guaranteed. You think, uh, you think we're, we're going to get that deal done before the combine? Because if I'm Joe Daniels? Shane, yeah, I want to if I'm Joe Shane. Because March 2nd and March 5th, you want to be focused on the draft. March 7th is the tag deadline. Yeah, I... Chris, I, I'll be honest with you. I would be surprised. You think you, you think it's straight drag? Basically, you're starting from scratch. Yeah. You're, so, you know, so do you well, think that they? Do you think? Well, do you do you think he's initially tagged at this point? I do, and I'll explain why. When you, even though you know you might have a number of mine, let's say five years, 160 million. Let's yeah. let's throw use those as starter points. How you break up that money? You know what percentage is guaranteed? How you know what's what's your signing bonus? Your roster bonus? It's the structure of the contract that takes the most uh, time to hammer out. You can agree to the numbers like that, you know, but the structure is what takes a lot of time. That's why, you know, I sit and I, I work on structures for, for contracts all the time and they take me forever because I know what the, the map, you know, I know how many years I know what the dollar value is. I need to shoot for what I don't know is how to break it up as best, you know, so that the player benefits and a lot of times when I've submitted my work like to a Joel Corey or to a Jason Fitzgerald to look at and say, hey, do I have this broken down right? They'll say, no, no, you were too short on the base salary or you should have you know, moved this here. So there's little intricacies that, that have to be moved around. And, and, and it's like a puzzle. It's a very intricate puzzle. And, it's, and, and I'm telling you, I, I joke about this all the time on my Instagram account, my Twitter account. Doing the cap work gives me a headache at the end of the day. I am literally <laughs> exhausted. I mean, my head is just like, you know, so, but, it, you know, I do it because obviously you have to understand it. You have to have an idea because it's, 
it's part of the roster building se- season. So, yeah, for sure. So and that's anyway. gonna be a big puzzle for Daniel Jones because it's gonna be yeah. a big contract. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yep, <laughs> folks. If you have questions about the cap, about anything, pop them in the chat, bo- the chat box, um, and we'll talk about it. One of the things I spoke about in the cap show I did last week is an option bonus for Daniel Jones. And I think I saw a question and I apologize. I don't, I didn't catch asked it, but they said, well, can the Giants give Daniel Jones a five-year deal and get out of it after two? After three, I think makes more sense because yeah. if you're doing guaranteed money, you're going to want to make sure you have at least three years before you get out of it. It's just, it's for cap purposes. You're not going to want to guarantee everything up front. And front load the contract. So the option bonus is a little different because it's like a signing bonus, except it doesn't kick in until the actual year it's inserted. So in the model that I presented in the show last week, I think I said um, fourth year option bonus, which means if the Giants pick that up, then Daniel Jones, let's say that option bonus is for two million. That means one million extra against year number four of the contract, one million extra against year number five. All right. Now, if you want to make it a two-way option where the player can opt out. And this is why I think this is a good idea for Daniel because Daniel's what, 25 years old right now. Mm -hmm. So you give him a five-year deal to spread out the the signing bonus. But you say to him, Daniel, you're going to be able to get out of this contract after three when you are still in your prime. All right. So he would be about 28, 29 years old. You can now, and then the cap will go up. If you continue to ascend, you can reset your market price. Yeah, well, think that about it like this. Think about it. That, like, what do we? What do you? We, we're projecting this market to be, we'll say thirty-six. I think that's about a fair number. And the which is why you take less if you're Daniel, if you're smart. And the salary cap right now is two twenty-five. Right. So and just based off, just based off of this year's salary cap, his his average per year salary salary if he gets thirty-six is about fifteen percent of the salary right. cap. Obviously, it's not going to go against the cap 15%. We know that, right? But right. just based off of, you know, the, the basic numbers of the contract. So if you're Daniel Jones's agent, you're talking to the Giants, and they say you could get out of that after three years, salary cap's going to be like $310 million in three years. $310 million. 308. 308 is the projection. Oh, yeah. So we'll say, we'll say $310 to make it easy. Yeah. And 15% of that is yeah, how $45 much is million or whatever. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. So yep. if you if you're there's your Daniel, 45 million right there. Yeah, there's your four. You could be the same level of quarterback you are right now, Daniel. You just need to be okay, pretty good, good, not incredible. Right. And we you didn't. can make 45 million dollars a year in three years on the on that market. Right. So if and you're if, as you agent, do, if you take less and you build a team and you do win a Super exactly, Bowl, you're probably gonna get 50 million a year. Yes, 60, exactly. Thank 60. you. That's so, what Daniel needs to understand, and hopefully right. that's what you know. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, they have to bring Daniel in and sit him across from Joe Shane, and 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 Shane has to explain to him, look, Daniel, try this approach. This is what we're trying to do. We're not trying to screw you out of money. We're trying to build this team up so we can win so that you can be successful so that in three years you can come back to us and we can go over, you know, go through this. Write your own ticket. You can write your own ticket if you're Daniel Jones in three years. So you got to, you know, I would say, and again, I think something like that would tell Joe Shane what Daniel Jones thinks of himself, because if Daniel Jones goes, okay, I'm in, that shows to me, I would say to me as a GM, that kid's got confidence that he can do this. Whereas he's like, no, I want the bag right now. To me, I'm like, well, 
Does he really believe well, that he's going to be better in three years? Well, here, here's the other thing, dog. If you're Daniel Jones and you've had the injury history that you have, is there any guarantee he's going to make it through another year next year that's, without I an mean, injury? That, that's a good point, too. The one thing I can say about Joe, well, the, neck, why I would the neck thing was pretty serious, I guess. I mean, you don't mess around with the neck. But he has, you know, knock on wood, he hasn't had like a Barkley thing where he's torn an ACL or right. he's torn a muscle or, you know, like, I mean, I don't know how long Brock Purdy's been out, but he had the, the torn, whatever that is, in his elbow, I don't know if it was UCL or whatever, like he needs Tommy Johnson, yeah. I call Tommy Johnson, whatever it's called, because whatever, he right. didn't have a torn tendon or something like that. Right. Um, he's had some, some high ankle sprain, groin strain, and, and then he had the neck thing. Um, but no, I mean, that's that's a good point, too. You know, but and that's I, why that's why if I'm the Giants, one of the incentives I'm putting in his contract is a per game roster bonus. So if you miss time, Daniel, you I'm getting a cap credit at the end of the year mm-hmm. for every game that you miss, because the history would suggest that he's going to miss time due to injury. Is last year an outlier? Possibly. Is it the start of a new trend? It could be. But I'm protecting myself if I'm the Giants. And I say, OK, you know what? You always want to play if you're hurt. I'm putting this clause in there. And you can collect, and anything he that they that Jones doesn't reach as far as incentives is a cap credit mm-hmm. based on how it's structured. If it's an, a not likely to be earned or a likely to be earned, which by the way, I see a question about that. But first, um, I want to answer Scott Young's question here. Do you think Daniel is watching to see what happens with Carr's contract? No, I don't I think, think they're so. looking at the contracts. I don't, I don't think so. I think maybe maybe Lamar Jackson or something like that, but. Car, you know, at this point, I, I'm not so sure that that's a factor. I really don't. I I don't think anybody's a factor because I think he's coming back with the Giants, right? But, but if I'm, but here's what I'll say: if I'm Daniel Jones's agent and I'm Daniel Jones, and let's say Car signs tomorrow with the New York Jets for forty five million dollars a year, does that give me a little bit more bargaining power? Probably a little it bit. It depends on how the contract's structured, though. Yeah, of course, of course. But here's the but other it, but, here's the other thing, though. For, and, and this, you know, take this for what it's worth. It's not meant to be a slight against Daniel. This is just facts. He went nine, six, and one. How many good teams did he beat? Two? Good teams. Tennessee, good defenses. Tennessee, Baltimore. Baltimore, and I think oh, Washington had a pretty good defense when they played him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Be, he, had a real, he had a really good year, but he didn't have good an elite. Year, but, but yeah. you know, and also – this was like quarterbacking one-on-one for him. I keep saying that, you know, what he was coached to do, he excelled in. All right, next year we get you, you know, Daniel, we're going to get you receivers. We want to see how you do throwing the ball deep down the field. We want to see you go off of your, your, you know, move from your first read to your second read. So there are things that he still needs to show, in my opinion, that he hasn't shown yet. Before I go and say, okay, you are now a premier quarterback. You are up there with the. We're not giving him the. the, We're not giving the franchise contract yet. It's right. We're giving the starters contract. People just don't have not caught up to the idea that starters, after their rookie salary, make thirty-five to thirty-eight million dollars in today's NFL. Right. That's just the truth. Um, That's not franchise. The franchise is going to get fifty-five a year. Jalen's going to get fifty-five a year. Uh, Lamar Jackson's going to get fifty-five a year. The starters get thirty-five to thirty-eight. Yep. Um, so he's gonna get starters money. He ain't gonna get franchise money. Not yet. No, yeah. Yep. No, he hasn't earned it yet. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't give a guy franchise money on one good season. One season. You know, one yep. good season. Because I mean his rookie year, he showed flashes of it, but a lot of but his no, numbers came in four games. I remember that. I mean, I was at one of them with Chris, the Jets game. He put up huge numbers. 
against the Jets. He put up big numbers against Washington, a five-touchdown game against Washington, four against uh, Detroit. I mean, that's 13 touchdowns against those three teams. He had 11 touchdowns the other games that he played that year. So, I, again, he he was good this year. And I'm not taking anything away from him. He, right. He proved we could win with him. And, and right. With, with not much around him. But at the same time, again, was that an anomaly? He was healthy for the first time. He, he played all the games. Obviously, he sat out the last game. It wasn't due to injury. It was just due to we're resting our starters. So he played every game. Didn't miss a game due to injury. First time in his career. And he improved. It took him four years right. to improve. How much of that was coaching? How much of that was Daniel Jones? <laughs> you can't just give a guy a massive $45 million. You know, you can't give him five years. $225 million based on one season. It's just, it's right. hard for me to do that. That's what Denver did with Russell Wilson. And it's, it's not like he put up Pat Mahomes numbers either. Right. You know, exactly. So it, it, it's tough. Uh, like Chris said, starter money's fair. And yes. I think you should get 35 to $38 million a year, but I'm not, I'm not giving them 45 plus. No, neither am I. All right. I want to answer this question from the big move because it's about incentives. All right. So there are two types of incentives. There's likely to be earned, not likely to be earned. Likely to be earned and not likely to be earned are based on what the player did the year before. So by that, I mean Jones threw for 15 touchdowns, was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you have a clause, an incentive in his contract that says, okay, Daniel, we will pay you $500,000 if you throw for at least – 15 touchdowns. That is a likely to be earned incentive because he has already met that criteria. He did it last year. Yeah. If you put an incentive in the contract that says, Daniel, we will pay you $500,000 if you throw for 20 touchdowns, that becomes a not likely to be earned incentive because he hasn't done it. He will so, do it that next year, I think. But well, he, so, did it, he did his rookie year. Well, yeah. It doesn't matter. It has to be the year prior. Well, that, yeah, yeah. So that being said, when you have a likely-to-be-earned incentive, that automatically gets deducted from the cap. That's part of the overall cap number. A not likely-to-be-earned incentive, if the player reaches it, then it comes out of the following year's cap. If the player does not reach it, then it just goes away. So that's the difference between likely and not likely to be earned in a nutshell. Does and, that make sense? and that makes a lot of sense. That And I don't know how – I don't. you know this a lot more than me with these little intricacies with the cap, but – it makes a lot more sense to do a lot of not to be guaranteed. Not, yeah, what, what was the term again? Not likely. Not likely and likely not, to be earned. So a not, a not likely to be earned, it makes a lot of sense to do those because even if he does hit that, one, you're happy to pay him the money. But two, if you got to pay him the next year that amount of money as opposed to the current year, next year that amount of money is not worth as much as it is in the current year. because Right, because the cap goes up, up every right. year. So if you, right. so you got to pay him a million dollars on a not to likely and he hits it, that million dollars is next year's worth next one point one one point two because the cap goes up. So right. it makes sense to do that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I believe there's going to be a mix of likely and not likely to be earned. I also would not be stunned if there was an option bonus, like I talked about earlier. So there are things they can do. And by the way, these things is what's going to inflate the numbers. So when the numbers are initially reported, you're going to say, "Oh, wow, he got forty-five million a year." Well, it might not be a true forty-five million a year. When you when you break down all the details and you know I'm going to be after that contract as soon as it's done, I saw, you I, know I I'm going to get it and I'm going to going to scrutinize I, it really good. 
I, so, I know more and more teams have been doing this. I saw somebody in the chat say it earlier, and I wanted to bring it up. Void years, because that's obviously a possibility with Daniel Jones, right? We've seen, we saw, right. we've seen teams do it with quarterback. So I think they should responsibly if it, it potentially use void years in this contract because I wouldn't use voids. I would use would... option years. Okay. Player option or team option. That's okay. what I would use. I would not use a void. Okay. Cause the way I look at it, Patty is in, in six years, say it's a five-year contract and you had a, a six-year void for $10 million. Let's just say the cap's going to be like almost $400 million in, in six years. It's going to be like two and a half percent of the cap. And it, and it takes off $2 million a year on average over the course of the first five years of the contract. Well, so that's the way I look at it. Well, understand the, the signing bonus. The, the, the reason why you would want a larger contract, the signing bonus can be prorated up to five years. It cannot exceed five years. So you guys have probably heard me mention Josh Allen's contract. Yes. Josh Allen has structured guarantees, whereas if he hits certain triggers – Two years down the line, it's like okay, um, and I don't have. I, I sh- let me call the deal up so I can I can actually, and I think I might have gone over this, but let me call it up and I'll tell you exactly how it's set up. Because it's pretty clever, and I can I'm see this. You know, maybe not, maybe not using this for Daniel right away, but down the line. All right, so Josh Allen in 2022 had a trigger March 21st if he was on the roster. 10 million of his 2024 base salary is guaranteed. His 2024 base salary was 23.5 million. So as of March 21st of 2022, only 10 million was guaranteed. Now this year, if he is on the roster as of March 19th, the balance of his contract, his 2024 base salary is guaranteed. So that's a structured type of guaranteed, which if the Giants get to that point with Daniel where he just becomes elite, I can see them deploying something similar. It's very clever the way that the Bills did it. Because if they have to get out of the contract, now they're not on the hook for gobs and gobs of guaranteed money. Yeah, I'm so looking at it. Kind of clever. I'm looking at it. It's it's complex at it, first when you look at it, but it makes sense. It's a contract. The bills, the way that they structured that, they made it plateau year three, where it goes $51 million against the cap year three, and then it starts to go down. And then yep. they, got no, they got no dead cap it after – 2026 so they right, could, because the, at that point they're going to give him the extension if he's right. you know but but yeah so he's people look at the cap in 2026 but in 2026 the cap is going to be like 350 million dollars and the cap's and the cap it's only 46 so it, these contracts aren't going to look nearly as bad as they do right now four or five years into the future for these guys and exactly. Daniel and then, Jones will be much less than that and then here's the other thing to keep in mind you don't want that contract Ex, you know, exceeding a certain percentage of the overall cap. So yeah. let's let's look at the bills just real quick. The Josh Allen contract is what? Let me see. In 2023, he represents 17.4% of the cap. And then it, it goes down to 16.3 in 2024. It goes up to 18 and then down to 15. You don't want your quarterback's contract taking up 20% or higher. You just, you know, that that's not smart business. Now, I'm, uh, let me just see what Mahomes has. I think Mahomes is the exception here, but let me see. Well, what that was saying. a 10-year contract. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That was so, smart. You know, his, 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 is, his is structured. Okay. Yeah, Mahomes is only, 2023, he was at 22.4%. All right, not a big deal there, but now it's down to 17, 
Okay, yeah, it's going to be 22.4 this year. Uh, then it's going to drop to 17, 16, and 13. And it looks like he's got some voidable. No, he doesn't have voidable years. It's just his signing bonus runs out after after 2025. So it's basically it's a five year deal. I I'm think. gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a contract I absolutely love. I'm looking at these contracts right now for quarterbacks. You want to see how not to structure a deal? They franchise tagged him twice. First off, before they uh -huh. gave him the extension. Dak Prescott. Oh, Dak. They franchise well, let's tagged. Take a look at, at Prescott. We're on over the cap, by the way. If anybody wants to follow along, Dak so. Prescott next year, Patty. Next year, when the salary cap is $225 million, mm -hmm. is going 49.1 against the cap. 21.5% of the cap. The that's, next that's year. Crazy. And by the way, the cap, the dead cap, it's too high to cut them. The next yep. year, 52.1 against mm -hmm. the cap. And on top of it, the year after that, when he's not on the team... They put in a $22 million void year where they have to pay him, and they're probably not going to extend him at that point. They completely yeah. botched that contract. That contract is awful. I it's love just, Jerry what Jones. What were they thinking? I mean, good for Jerry. Jerry I mean, it, it screws them over. And obviously the pandemic hurt that. The pandemic hurt it because they, because of the, the pandemic, they had to backhold the money more to keep all, some of those guys. Oh, the they roster. did that to Zeke, too. They Crazy. gave him a terrible contract as well. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. So – you know, but you're right. That's that's an example of how you don't want to structure the the, the a, a contract. It's just oh my goodness. So I mean, the, the bottom line with Daniel is I do think they'll get something done. I don't know necessarily they'll get it done by the seventh. And by the way, I get this question a lot. People say, oh, once they get something done, can they use the 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 um, you know the uh, tag on somebody else? Not this year. Once that March 7th deadline is done, if they sign Daniel March 8th, that's it. They yeah. can't turn around and say, okay, Saquon, we're tagging you now. No, yeah. it doesn't work that way. So hopefully that that uh, answers that question. All right. Uh, you know what, folks? Let's take a quick break. I only have one commercial I have to run tonight. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk some more about you know the offseason. If you have questions, pop them in the chat box. And we will uh, we'll get to them. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, Giant fans. The NFL season might be over, but the NBA season is in full swing. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 if their first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, super easy to use, and a lot of fun. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to the point spread and more. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a higher payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, everybody, welcome back. See, I told you it would be a short commercial, just the only one we have tonight. Uh, off season, so not as many commercials. I know some of you guys complain about them, but they're necessary. And we appreciate our sponsors here at the Lockdown Network. So, anyway, um, okay, so if you have questions, pop them into the, ch the uh, chat box. Uh, guys, we talked about, uh, we, we touched a little bit on free agency. Let's talk outside of the Giants' free agency realm here. 
who are some of the names you guys are kind of hoping might land up on the Giants' radar? In oh, outside free agents. Yeah, well, uh, right uh, from other teams. I, I, I mean, I have not. Listen, I've been focused so much on Jones and Barkley, but there's a couple of guys. Long, for example, uh, that the uh, the linebacker. I think it's going to be a linebacker. Like if we're going to spend on a position in free agency relatively high, I think it'll be a linebacker for several reasons. One, it's obviously a huge need, obviously. And mm-hmm. it's a position that has a good talent pool in this year's free agency period. You look at the wide receiver, it's Slim Pickens at the top of that, that wide receiver pool, and you're going to overpay for a guy that you shouldn't be overpaying for if you're, if you're trying to sign one of the better free agents in this year's class for the wide receiver. So I think if we're going to sign an impact player, it's going to be a linebacker. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be the top. I don't think we're spending 15, 16. Yeah, I don't think we're doing that. But I think it'll be a guy that kind of like what we did with Blake Martinez a few years ago where he wasn't like the premium linebacker, but he was kind of that next tier. I think we're going to do something like that at the linebacker spot. And then, you know, get some depth on both sides of the line. Maybe at a cheaper wide receiver, you got to fill out your roster. But I don't, like we said at the top of the stream, I don't think we're going to go ham. I don't think we're going crazy in free agency. I think the bulk right. of our money is going to be used on Daniel Jones and, you know, trying to trying to keep this team intact and add a couple of nice pieces from the outside. But, yeah, Long's a name people have brought up to me because they think he really fits the scheme, the linebacker for Tennessee. So I think we're going to be in that 8 to $10 million ballpark for a linebacker. That's what I, that's where I think our I guess our big signing will be. I don't know. I, I'll be honest. You know, since the NFL season ended, I, I've been lazy with stuff. I just, I just wanted some time. You're more. just celebrating that the Eagles yeah. lost. I, I love the fact the Eagles lost, but it's just, <laughs> you know, I, I'm this year was, a, it was exhausting. I, I think because part of it was like, a, normally we're, we're already looking at the draft, like the football is an afterthought in November with the giants. It's, it's usually, Oh, well, who are we get in the draft? Who's a free, like I start looking at it in November before the, this year went right through January. It was an extra week yeah. long. And I was like, you know what? This is a long season. I just, Wanted to take some time off, but I I tend to agree. I don't think we're going to make a massive splash in free agency. I don't think that's the way Joe. Sh- that's not really the way you build. Right. Anyway, you build through the draft. We have eleven draft picks. I think this year. I think that's what Shane wants to do. He's looking at the future, and you do want to keep your own guys. Daniel Jones is obviously the focal point. They they're going to have to get this done because. It- uh Oh. Bad dog froze. Yeah, that dog froze up. <laughs> He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, um, speaking of free agents and wide receivers, uh, let me just put a couple questions up here. James Vegas wants to know, do the Giants go after Robert Woods on a cheap deal? Woods was just released by, I think, the Titans, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, I mean, I get I get the, the link, right? He was with the Bills for a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, exactly. But Woods, I mean, Woods is a, he's a slot. He's a, he's okay. I mean, maybe uh, that's the type of wide receiver I think we're looking at. If you know, if we're going to sign one in free agency, kind of a guy that's past his prime. That's you're going to get for four or five million dollars that you right. can bring. Yeah, that type of receiver probably. I don't expect a big premium receiver in free agency, but we got to fill out our roster. Um, but that type of guy, sure. Yeah. All right. Here's another one um, asked by Giants Chronicles podcast. What do you think about signing? G.J. Chark or Nicole Hardman? I think Hardman's going to be way overpriced. Um, yeah. Chark, yeah. maybe. I don't know what his market will be. Um, maybe I'll be wrong about Hardman, but I think Hardman's going to be in like that 10 to $14 million range, if I had to guess, just because he's young with upside and the wide receiver market is so thin. 
nothing would surprise me. I saw Christian Kirk got $20 million last year. And he, he's a really good receiver, but he not nobody thought he was going to get that. And you have a really thin wide receiver market. I think you're going to overpay for those Hardmans, Juju Smith-Schusters, mm. um, the guys at the top of the market. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it just seems to me like there's more slot options than there are X options, but yeah. you know, I, that's where I think, you know, they, maybe they go to the draft or the X and maybe, I don't know, do they need to add another slot? I mean, they're going to get at some point, Wandell Robinson will be ready to go, but I don't know if that's going to be at the start of the season. I'm curious to see if that happens or not. I'm also curious to see what they come up with when they, um, how they're going to address this injury situation. I know they're doing all kinds of studies on that as well. So that, That'll certainly be interesting. All right. Papa Guzzo wants to know, do do I think Daniel wants to stay with the Giants? Why wouldn't he? I yeah. mean, this is this is like the entertainment mecca of the world. There's plenty of opportunities for, for um, you know, endorsements. He lives in Hoboken, if I'm not mistaken, which is a ferry ride over to, over to, to, to Manhattan. It's a good area. I mean, why not? You're on. You're in this probably the biggest media market in the NFL besides LA. So, yeah, I I, I think he does. You left out the most important reason why I think he does. Brian Dable, Mike Kafka. Yep. That's the biggest reason for me. If I'm Daniel Jones, why I want to stay. Right. You're two in the same offense, getting to come back with a guy that that has a proved a proven track record of being a really good offensive mind. Obviously, with Brian Dable, so. And obviously familiarity with the players on the team, right? He has a chance to grow and build off of what he's already built with this new regime last year. He's well-respected in this building. He's got, you know, he's got, Daniel Jones is much more valuable to the Giants than anybody else because they know him in the building. Kind of like what Joe Shane said in his closing press conference. They know his work ethic. They know exactly. the work he puts in. Um, so, and he knows that. And right. yeah, he absolutely wants to, there's no doubt about it. Daniel right. Jones wants to be a giant, but he also wants, wants to be fairly to be compensated. Sure. And, and, you know, it's a status thing. As you know, people call him greedy, but if Daniel Jones signs a deal for $25 million, he's looked around the league as a joke. You know, he's the starter. He's the starter that took $25 million. Look at what uh, Derek R just got with the, with the Jets for 43 and what, uh, you know, so-and-so got for this. So, uh, he's going to be fairly compensated. Hopefully it's yes. a little less than what I'm projecting. Um, cause the, the smaller, the better, it helps the giants build the team better long-term. Um, but it's going to be a fair contract. He'll be back, but yeah, he absolutely wants to stay here and the giants absolutely want to keep him. I have no yes. doubt, doubt in my mind. Absolutely. All right. This question's from slick Rick. You guys think the Hendon hooker rumors last day or so are just to pressure DJ or is there legit interest there? Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't uh, here's dog dogs back? Let me just add him back in here. Hey, Sorry dog. about that. I don't know what that no. we just uh, the power just went out here for like 30 seconds and came right back on. So I don't oh, know. See, what the... I, I'm glad I, th- I was worried there. I thought it was maybe something I said. No, <laughs> I don't know what the hell just happened. Everything just went dark. It just came back on. All right, That's well, National Grid. It's a, it's a lousy power company. Well, well, we're glad to have you back. We're yeah, good to be back. Soon. So, all right. So do you think that the Hendon Hooker rumors the last day or so are just to pressure DJ or is there legit interest there? How do we know they weren't talking to Hooker about the receivers? Maybe they were watching receivers or yeah, exactly. Hyatt. Were they maybe talking about somebody else? I I laughed at the Hendon Hooker thing. Yeah. He's older than Daniel Jones, number one. And Hendon Hooker is coming off a torn ACL and he literally plays in an offense that runs up to the line of scrimmage and has 13 plays in the playbook. 
I don't want Hendon Hooker on anywhere near the Giants. Jalen Hyatt, I take him in a heartbeat. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, Hendon Hooker, yeah. that's not. Uh, yeah, just because you see some the Giants talking to a quarterback, they're doing due diligence. Mean, look, I do think the Giants will, will draft the quarterback as a developmental prospect, maybe on day three. For those who haven't heard, Davis Webb is officially retired. He's now the quarterback's coach with Sean Payton in Denver. So I do think the Giants will look to get a developmental prospect, but. If if anything, it'll be like late in day three, I would think. I don't think it's going to be, you know. I mean, do I don't care. That has nothing to do with Daniel Jones. Hendon Hooker right. is a he's a third. He's like a third round prospect, fourth round prospect. He's coming off an injury, ACL. Like Bad Dog said, he's twenty five. They could draft him in the third round. They have two third round picks, and he and they could be drafting him with the intention for him to be a backup for Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of backup quarterbacks that get drafted in the third, fourth round. Um, and just because they're looking at Hendon Hooker, what is it? What does that mean? It's not exactly. like that. It means right, that was just like when they went out and they they you know sent their scouts out to look at C.J. Stroud. It, it means they're doing their due diligence. Doesn't mean anything. They're, they're doing what their due you're diligence. supposed to do, right? As a, as a scouting department, you go and scout players, and who's to say they went to Ohio State just to look at C.J. Stroud? They had, they got pretty good wide receivers at Ohio State if if nobody noticed. Yeah, exactly, you know, so. exactly. So it doesn't, it doesn't, the the, the short answer is no, it, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. We're going to hear um, a lot about, they talk to this yeah. guy, they talk to that All guy, right. they talk to this guy. Wagner so I, got Brian, I actually was able to go to the rain room uh, during the commercial break, so it was not my bathroom break. And I wouldn't have been able to see where I was going anyway, so that would not have been good. It was pitch black <laughs> in here for like 30 seconds. Wow. Well, all right. Wagner Charles asks, what do you think of Taylor Lewan? I think he's going to be outside their price point. And where would yeah. you put him anyway? I think, look, I mean, at this point with the offensive line, I would want to get young. Put that group together. Have a good young line. We're, you not, signing, I mean, we're, not, signing, we're not signing a tackle. No. I, I, I don't think so. got, yeah. yeah, I mean, see where Evan Neal is this year. The hope is he'll get better. Joe Shane didn't invest the seventh overall pick. In yeah. Evan Neal to give up on him after one exactly, year. Exactly. Exactly. Not, that's not happening. Right. Right. All right. Rob asks if there's any news of a draft party event. Rob, too soon to say. I haven't heard anything, but, and I probably won't for another, you know, if there's going to be something, we won't hear about it till April. So too early to say. If I hear anything, I'll, I'll tweet about it. But right now, um, I don't know anything. Um, all right. Jake Patterson asks if David Long would be a sensible signing for the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I could I could go for that. Yeah, yeah. I, he was the guy I was just mentioning uh, a couple minutes ago. Pairing yeah. with McFadden, though. I mean, Darian Beavers is coming back again. I, McFadden, he was. I thought he was a little overmatched there. I mean, when was the last time you saw the Giants go through so many guys at a position not because of injury? I mean, what they go through like four different guys because they just weren't up to snuff, and it wasn't because of injury. That was yeah. kind of weird. Kind of yeah. wacky, if, if you ask. So, anyway, uh, Giants Mafia, do you think Brian Dable would rather draft a quarterback than keep Danny? Um, I think Brian Dable would want the best quarterback for the job, and if that quarterback was not necessarily one he drafted, I don't think Dable has the ego to where he's going to insist that he get his guy. It looked like Dable liked Danny to me down the yeah, street. Yeah, I, I agree, too. That's I, not I, the vibe that I got. The, the last five, six games, like, he – he, he went out of his way of to praise him. Danny. Went um, out of his way to praise him. Yeah, he went Absolutely. out of his way to praise him early in the year too. So, I actually got 
If anything, it was the opposite for me because Joe Shane was more reserved, not just with Jones, but just the players in general. Until after the postseason, he kind of really spoke very highly of Daniel. Um, but Dable all year, I thought, was pretty outspoken in his praise for Daniel Jones. Yes, he was. He definitely was. Yeah, I, I thought that Dable liked Daniel Jones. Yeah, he did. So, I, I, like I said, I, I will be, I'll be shocked if Daniel Jones is not a giant going forward. I, I, I'm uh, way more shocked if he's not a giant as opposed to Saquon Barkley. Yes. Hopefully they're both a giant. I'd be yes. shocked if both of them are in 2023, but D- Daniel will be back for sure. All right. LA uh, Larosity is DJ so egocentric that he thinks he will have the same going to another team. Y- you know, look, um, here's my take on this. We all think we're, I think most of us will agree that we all think we're worth more than what we actually get paid. Yeah. I mean, if you if you don't think that, then you know you're lying to yourself. So, I'm always wondering what I get paid. I know that. You know, I, I I could sit here and say, well, I could go and take my talents to the New York Times, and I could get paid twice what I'm being paid, and you know, I, I'll have it just as good. You don't know. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. And, you know, when you make these decisions, you have to kind of weigh the pros and cons. You know, it's, it, I'll tell you guys a, a kind of a it, it's related, but not related. My brother, my younger brother likes to make as much money as he can. And one year. Is he the Chiefs fan? He, he must have been fun. Who's that? The Chief, Is he the Chiefs fan? The Chiefs fan. Yeah. Oh, no, no, he must have Don't been. get me he started must. on him. Don't get because he's still he's still breaking my chops. But anyway, oh, sure he is. He, he, um, one year he decided to go to work for this bank and they paid him a ton of money, but the hours were just insane. Yeah. And he would come home and he barely had time for his wife and his infant daughter at the time. Gosh, that was like over 20, she's 21 now. So that was that over 20 years ago. And ultimately he realized that, yeah, I'm getting paid all this money, but I don't have a life. So he yeah. quit that job, took a job for less money more reasonable hours. So the point being is, is the grass isn't always greener on the other side just because you're getting more money. Yeah, money doesn't true. always, That's you know, calm true. everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that I, I, I think Daniel is smart enough to understand that. And and if he's not, then, you know, well, I don't like know what to tell about, you. Though, I mean, if Daniel Jones is smart, he's only 25. He really could write his own ticket. If he says, okay, I don't need to get 45 million a year. I will, I will do 35, 36 million a year, build a team around me, and I'll prove that I can win more. I can get to a Super Bowl. I can win a Super Bowl. And then, yeah, the cap goes up a lot, and you're going to get your 50, 55 million a year if that's the case. You can bet on yourself because three years, you're 28. You're right in your prime. It's not like it's a running back. Saquon needs to get his money now. Running backs don't get a second contract that's as, you know, our third contract as big as their second. They get the rookie contract. Then they're pretty much in their prime when they're drafted. Right. Yep. Running backs and primes are pretty much 22 to 27. They start to fall. Not, not everybody. And Barkley's a, a freak of nature when it comes to his, you know, physique, his athleticism. The guy's ridiculous. The guy, guy's not human. Adrian Peterson wasn't human either, but most running backs start to tail off by the time they're 30. So they're not going to get when Saquon Barkley's 30, if he gets a five-year deal, he's not going to get five years, $95 million when he's 30. So they, running backs need to strike while it's hot. Quarterbacks, not so much. Your third contract could be way bigger than your second. 
because they can play into their 40s if they yeah. choose to. Yes, so, absolutely. Daniel Jones, I, I, I think, and I don't think Daniel Jones, he's not stupid. He's a smart no, kid. He's going to weigh all of his exactly. options. And I, I, I just laugh at people that 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 pick at Daniel Jones for trying to make as much as he can. No, you should. You should. He you, should. Wouldn't do, you wouldn't he do the wouldn't. same. Anybody that says they wouldn't do the same thing is is either an idiot or full or of crap. Lying. Yeah. At the end of the day, in the NFL, it is a cold, hard a business. business, right? They could cut you whenever they want. Daniel Jones has dealt with scrutiny, nonsense from injuries. this base. He's been a meme. Injuries. Well, one, one play could end your career in the NFL. And, and they and they have given him nothing since he's been here. Nothing. Right. And the owner, the owner admitted that they've yes. done nothing to help him. Yeah, exactly. So any, any, anybody, anybody, that, in here. anybody that's knocking Daniel Jones to try to get what he can, they're full of shit. They would, they, they're full of crap. They would do the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And you could say, Oh my God, well, 35 million. I mean, you know, this and that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money to us. We'll, we'll, we don't know what the hell $35 million is, but it's all relative, right? It's all relative to what he makes. That's like you working for your company. It's relative to what your coworkers make. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna go, well, I get thirty million dollars in my job, but if somebody's making an extra ten thousand and you're doing the same job by you know, based on percentages or whatever, you're gonna say, Well, I should get that extra ten thousand dollars too. Why do they get ten thousand dollars? I'm doing the same thing as them. I have the same production as them, work the same hours as them. Why the hell ain't I getting that extra ten thousand dollars? Exactly. Yeah. When you're talking millions and millions, it's not we don't understand that. I don't understand. I, w- I wish I did. I, w- <laughs> I wish I wish I knew what the hell $35 million was. But again, it's all relative to what their coworkers make. That's what agents do. Look at this guy. Look at Derek Carr. He's getting $45 million or whatever it is. You know, look at this guy. Look at this. Look at the comparable guys. Look at their contracts. My client deserves this. My client, if Derek Carr gets $45 million, they can easily say, look at Derek Carr has been in the league this long. Derek Carr has put up these numbers. Derek Carr's dealt with injury. Derek Carr hasn't won anything with Los Angeles. Derek Carr, or Las Vegas, rather, or Los Angeles when he was when they were over there, or where Oakland, or wherever the hell the Raiders play these days. <laughs> you would say he's got Devontae Adams. He's got one of the best receivers in the league. He's got Josh Jacobs. He's got this. He's got that. Daniel Jones don't have any of that. Daniel Jones won more games. So you can do that, and that's your job as an agent is to get your player the most money. That's their job because they get a percentage. And, and, and by the same token – by the same token, Joe Shane's getting paid whatever he's getting paid, which I don't know, $5 million. I don't know what he makes, but he's getting paid whatever he's getting paid to get Daniel Jones back as cheaply as he can. Exactly. And right. that's the and business. that's the cat and, and that's the cat and mouse game. But negotiation, even if, it's negotiate. It, Listen, Chris, you have a government job, right? Yep. I have a, a state job. We deal in unions. It's all about negotiations. <laughs> It's all about yeah. give and take. It really is. And, and let's face it, we always get screwed. Let's, <laughs> let's face it, we, we never get what we're supposed to get, but we're not NFL players. I'm so glad State I don't, don't get with that. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that. All right. All right. Um, I'm look- By the way, folks, if you put a question and we didn't get to it because I'm getting a lot, just repeat it and, and I'll I'll get it if, if you know if I see it again. Uh, let me see. I, I think I just saw something about a question about a Dory Jackson. Um, where did I see that? Gosh, we're getting so, and I appreciate all the comments we're getting, 
But somebody asked if we should, if, if the giant, oh, here it is. I think this is it. Uh, Abe, Abe Fromen, do you think we should extend Adori to bring down his cap hit this year? He's only 28 or 29, maybe a three-year extension. Let me take a look at Adori's contract. I think he's like 19 against the cap this year, but then he's Yeah, let me take a look. Yeah. I don't know if I would extend it, but let me see. I, right, so I honestly think he's gone. Yeah, I, I don't think I, don't think I would extend Adori. Giant. I just because if we go corner, I mean we draft the Cordell Flot, you're gonna want to draft another corner. Yeah, you're probably gonna look to replace Adoree Jackson. I would think, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I could see it. It's possible, but I'm not banking on it. But I'm not banking on it. I, I think that's like at the bottom of the, the list of things to do. I don't I think they that. want to extend Leonard. I, I think I would, be the I would extend Leo before I'd extend yeah. him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Leo, Leo for sure. And, and, and obviously Dex, even though Dex is under contract for this coming year. So, um, yeah, I, Dory, I, I don't think, and I like it, Dory. Don't get me, don't get me wrong, but, um, Amazing guy puts this up. Weren't we supposed to have 80 million in cap space? Amazing guy. This is why I keep telling you guys when you see other content creators say, oh, the Giants are going to have 80 million in cap space or this. The cap space situation is fluid. It changes. Guys are signed. You got the top 51 rule that's going to come into effect on March 15th, all right, which is going to totally change everything. That's going to, you know, affect the effective cap space versus the real cap space. Don't go by what people are posting during the season, what the projections are, because guys get re-signed, guys are going, all this stuff. At the end of the day, you want you know, a it's healthy, fluid. You want a healthy cap situation. That's what right. you want. You Which don't they have. Yeah, you don't. Next, the, the following year, we have a ton of cap space now. That's exciting, but that's going to get eaten up quick because you're going to extend Jones. You're going to extend Lawrence. You might extend Andrew Thomas, right? So that's the way, a possibility, you know, that's the, that. And you're going to make some free agent signings along the way. So it gets eaten up quick. You want a healthy cap situation. You never want. I think it's a bad thing when you go into the year, the year with the most cap space, like the, the Chicago Bears, because that means you had nobody on your team worth keeping. Yeah. So you 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 want to you want to have a situation where you have enough money to be able to keep your homegrown talent. Absolutely. And like Baltimore does. Baltimore yeah. finds a way to do it. The teams that are consistently successful, consistently contend, consistently are playoff contenders. You're not going to contend for a Super Bowl every year. That's almost impossible unless you're Tom Brady and the Patriots. That was, that was about it. Um, or the Steelers in the 70s, which was a different animal. There was no free agency back then. But uh, or there was free agency, but the cap was, was way different. The things are way different in the 70s than they are now. Um, but you, the teams that draft well, and the teams that, like Chris, that have a healthy cap situation where they're not cap stricken and they don't have a hundred million in cap space, they're the ones that are always there. So that is, you want to be consistent. You want to draft well. You want to be able to keep your players. And the ones you can't, you get comp picks for them and you replace them with good drafting. That's why GMs make their money in the third through the sixth round. I mean, you should not be missing. You should be getting your guys in the first and second round. But the guys that find those fourth round, fifth round, sixth round talents that come in and produce, those are the guys that are the best GMs. Yep. And that's why Baltimore is able to, because they always, they always have a good draft. Baltimore yeah. always is the best draft. I swear to God, they always have the best draft in their draft. I don't know how they do it, but they do. Yeah, they're they're the goals along with Philly. Philly does a good job. Unless they draft job. the wide receiver, they did good with Devontae Smith. We we know that how we don't know anything about wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> he he, uh, he took Nelson Aguilar and and uh, 
who was the other guy he took instead of taking Justin Jefferson? Oh, uh, oh uh, uh, the th- he had three names. He had the yeah, the... three names. Like, oh gosh, I can't remember the guy's name. He took JJ or Sega Whiteside. That was the one. Or that Whiteside. Been... Yeah, that was the guy. Yeah, he didn't know. Yeah, that was the one. So he just right. said, "You know what? The hell with it. I'm just going to trade for AJ Brown." <laughs> and that that was that was the smartest thing he did. Yes. Yes, it was. Alex Cordero wants to know, does it make sense to let Barkley go and then replace him with Bijan Robinson? Retain RB talent to help Jones, but on a rookie contract for five years. I don't think Ma- the Giants amazing guy. It was Robinson. not to interrupt. It was Jalen Rager. That's the guy. It was that's the guy. Oh, oh Rager, okay. yeah. Uh I don't think the Giants are gonna have a shot at getting Bijan Robinson. Yeah, he's gonna go early. He's he's not gonna be there when he's the Giants one of the best running backs in the in the draft. But to yeah, your point I, about having a rookie on 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 a, you know, maybe a, a rookie running back. I could see that being the case. It ain't going to be Robinson, though. I would be stunned if Robinson's there by the Giants. But it, and even if he's there when the Giants go on the clock, if they take a running back at twenty-five, ooh, I'm oh, he's not going to take a running back. He's not going to do it. No, no. This is all I need to know about Joe Shane's. If Joe Shane's not willing to bring back Saquon Barkley on a ten million dollar tag, which those are the reports, he's not going to take a running back in the first round of a draft. Yeah, he's just not. So I don't see him uh, with all the other needs that we have at more important positions, wide receiver, offensive line, corner, you know, linebacker. I just there's so many good running backs in this draft. You could get a really good one in the third, fourth round. I don't see him prioritizing. It is a deep draft. Absolutely. And again, you know, I keep talking about this, but on tomorrow's show, which drops at midnight tonight, just after midnight, um, Damian. Uh, Parson of who's with the draft network. He's a national scout. Just the knowledge and the names he dropped. You guys got to check that show out. Got to check that out. I'm telling you, I I came. I've 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 heard by I put a clip on it on my Instagram account. So you know, I I I was like, he talked about linebacker because it's like that was one of the positions that he you know that I said, hey, you haven't said anything about linebacker here, Um, and he's like. Okay, I'll give you some names. And he gave out, you know, and here's uh, at the bottom, I've got my Instagram account here, at Patty Trainer. Um, but uh, yeah, I was like, wow, he gave some a lot of good names. So definitely te- check that show out. I'm, I was really happy with how that came out. He's one of our new locked on NFL hosts. So uh, That's awesome. I think I think you guys will like that show. He and and uh, another person from the um, the draft network, uh, Coach Keith, who used to be with LSU, as a matter of fact. Um, they make a great team. Coach really Keith, great team. I, I, he, I've been with, on Twitter spaces with Coach Keith, right? Oh no, that's Coach. You, Coach different... Gene is who you think it of. Coach Gene, Coach Gene. Yeah, Coach Gene. Yeah, this is a uh, Keith. Actually, I'll look up his name. I'll tell you who it is. He used to be with LSU. So just bear with me a second, Aaron. I'll tell you who it was because I'm trying to book him actually for next next. Uh, Keith Sanchez. He okay. was. He's a senior draft analyst with the Draft Network. And he's former lead personnel guy at LSU. So really good. You know, the two of them do a great job with with, with the the lock on NFL draft. So I highly recommend you check that out if you have time, you know, not just this week. but I'm checking it out. I've heard count by countless people that running backs are so good in this draft. Yes, it's very deep. And the free agency class. So uh, uh, even more of a reason why we would never take a B. John Robinson. Right. All right. I see a couple of people have asked me about Darian Beavers. Um, I don't have an update on him because I think he rehabbed away from the team. 
Um, and when he did come in, you know, it was obviously not when the media was allowed in. But um, the expectation, from what I understand, is he should be ready to start for a training camp uh, because of when that injury took place. I think that injury took place, what, in the second week of preseason? So he should be good to go, I think, at that point. So um, I'm excited for him. Yeah. If, well, who knows? You never know how these guys respond after they have the injury, but – like yeah. Ryan Conley wasn't the same player, right? So I yeah, hopefully... exactly. We have to see. We have to yeah. see. Obviously, all right. John Giants Chronicle podcast. What do you think about signing a player like Denzel Perryman? You know what? Years ago, if you'd asked me that, I would have said absolutely because I always liked Perryman coming out of college. Now I'm like, I don't think so. Just I'm because gonna... he was just because he was a Pro Bowler and All Pro years ago, does that mean he still is today? I think too many people get hung up on that. Yeah, so you, you get hung up on the name. It's, yeah, you overpay. Yeah, if they were a former first round pick, you know, a lot of times yeah. I was a former first round pick, right? But that doesn't mean he lived up to first round pick expectations. Either. Right, right. You know, so and oh, but there's a reason first round picks hit the free agency market. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Fabian was there. Do right. you consider DJ our long term or a bridge? YTD is that fair to say? Yet to be determined. Yeah, I I, I think that's fair to say. I I, yeah, I, the, the way I view him is he's he's good enough to find out if he they can, can be a fran- if he can be a franchise quarterback. Yeah, he's not they a franchise quarterback yet. He's good enough to find out if he could become one, which a lot of quarterbacks are not good enough to find out if they could become one. Mitch Trubisky was not good enough to find out if Sam he could Donald become one. Sam Donald was not good enough. Sam Donald was not good enough to find out if he, Baker Mayfield was not good enough to find out if he could become one. Daniel Jones is good enough to find out if he gets more help, more support, more familiarity, more consistency with a coaching staff, if he could become one. That's my answer for Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, I agree with that, definitely. All right, Papa Guzza wants to know, do we draft a center and two guards or just one guard in the draft? I'd like a center, and I'll tell you what, I'd like another offensive tackle, a backup. I'm not so sure what they have in Matt Parrott, but this is, what, three years now that, that he's they're, going They're around? not so sure what they have in Matt Parrott. I would get a backup tackle. I agree. Uh, I would like to see them get a center who can also, if need be, swing out to guard. I want to so, de- yeah. I want to defense. I'm going to tell you one position that a lot of people are overlooking. Defensive I think line. Defensive tackle. We need a run yes. stuffer. We need a run stuffer. Um, yes. You know, as good as good as much as I like Dex and Leo, like we were getting bullied up at the line of scrimmage. Well, because right? they you were being back. overused. They were being overdeployed. Yeah. I, like 80 percent of the snaps when they were in be, there. Don't be shocked if the Giants draft the defensive tackle a lot earlier than you think. I I have them drafting a defensive tackle in my mock draft that I posted before. Yeah, I had them drafting. Uh, I, I forget. I think I had them in the first, the third round. Yeah, so, don't be surprised. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, like I said, they they have a lot. They they have a lot of positions they got to fill. What they did this year with what they had is remarkable. But it tells you what they could do if they fill some of these spots. Mm-hmm. That they were able to win nine games and they were able to win a playoff game with. I mean, the lack of talent showed up big against Philadelphia. We were just out-talented. They were just better. I mean, I hate losing to Philadelphia. Everybody knows how I feel about the Eagles. I don't <laughs> like them. I don't think there's anybody on YouTube that doesn't know I'm not a big Eagles guy. I hate them. But at the end of the day, and I hate losing to them. But that the way we lost, I can live with that. They're better. 
And I can sit there and go, I hate losing them, but they they just walloped us. And they did it the first time they played us, too. They just bullied us. They're just better. That yeah. happened. That The gap in town, we could not overcome that. No yeah. matter how good of a job Daniel Jones did this year, no matter how good a job Dable and Kafka and Wink Martindale did, no matter how good they did, they couldn't mask the fact that Philadelphia was just way more talented than us. Right. When I look at Philadelphia two years ago. They were four and eleven, or whatever they were, four eleven and one. And then they went and they didn't belong in the playoffs. Nobody expected them to be in the playoffs. Wentz got hurt. They used Jalen Hurts or whatever it was. Wentz went away. They used Jalen Hurts a second year. They were five and seven at one point. They're done. Mm. And they end up getting in the postseason. You know, they and they finished wherever they finished on nine and eight that year. They got killed by Tampa Bay. By the way, that year, not this year, the year before. They went nine and eight. They didn't beat a single team who finished over 500. Right. They got yeah. in the postseason. They got absolutely demolished by a team that was better than them. Then they went back and they, they fixed spots that they needed to fix. Yeah. I'm not saying in two years we're going to the Super Bowl like they did, but you can look at the improvement that we had from 2021 to 2022 and say, we got the right pieces. And we, we got the right GM. We got the right coach. Now it's a matter of getting the talent in here. And I think that Joe Shane and Brandon Brown and these guys, I think they're going to do that. I, th- I think these guys have a long-term plan. They know what they want to do. They know the direction they want to take the team. They know the players that they want or the type of player that they want. And they're going to do what they can to get us there. So I look at Philadelphia's improvement. When a lot of people said they, they probably was really bad that they went to the playoffs because they're not a Super Bowl team. And then in one year there, they are. They're the best team in the NFC this year. Outside of maybe San Fran, if San Fran doesn't get hurt, who knows? But they're one of the best teams. Yeah, I mean in the I, NFC. So, and, and what stood out to you, Bad Dog? Watch that for me. The line, the line, they, their offensive line. They're pushing us back ten yards down the field, and that's why I'm like, you know what? I can you want live, that offensive line. I can live without Saquon Barkley if I have that offensive line. Because yep. I don't care who the hell's back there. If I'm back there, I, I get four yards behind well, you. Me. Remember a few right. years ago when Barkley when Barkley was out, Wayne Gallman, you know, right? He he was functional. Yeah. Why? Because I'm he got not, good one blocking. I love. I mean, yes, Tony Green. You need a running back with 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 vision and the ability right. to cut and all that stuff. That's important. But run blocking. Run blocking is, 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 yeah. is it, like I said, it's it's about good running game, not so much about a, a, a superstar running back. I love Barkley. I'd love Barkley yeah. to be a giant his whole career, but I just think that that offensive line is much more important because we saw when our offensive line gets beat, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, OJ Simpson, Jim Brown. If you're, if you have guys in the backfield <laughs> because your line's getting pushed back in the ring, you're not going to be successful. Right. But you look at a guy like Miles Sanders, Kenneth Kane, you look at that group of running backs and how good the Eagles were at running the ball, including Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. They don't need a superstar running back. You can do it with serviceable to good running backs and a fantastic offensive line. That offensive line, and Chris has talked about it since I've known Chris <laughs> on here. He dreams about hogs or he dreams about I the, want, the guys. I want what, what the Eagles have. It's so, yeah. I, I listen, I'm jealous of that. I, I'm jealous of that. Oh, be careful. We might have some Eagle Ross. fans on here. What's that? We might have some Eagle fans on here. You don't want I'm them giving saying, them credit. Oh, they got a great line. line. Yeah, I, I, listen, I hate them, Patty, but I will give them credit. <laughs> I, and that's why I have a lot of Eagle fans that tune into my channel that actually like my content because I do give them credit when they just I don't like them. I'm a Giants fan. I'm supposed to hate them. 
that, that's my job. And I think I think some of the Eagle fans like the way I go after them too. I think they enjoy that at the I've same time. But they, they are a good team, and there's they're a great team. I'm glad they they're don't want to see them. I'm watching the I'm watching the games and the playoffs with the Eagles. Every time they run a QB sneak, Jalen Hurts is getting four yards. Yeah, because Kelsey's pushing the guy back three of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, like their interior offensive line is insane, and it's good. And, and I do see an Eagles fan in here. His name is Fly Eagles Fly. He says Torrance out of Florida. I wouldn't be upset with him in the first round. Uh, he he's a really good guard prospect out of Florida. I don't know if we'll be there when we pick. I wouldn't be upset with him in the first round. Yeah, yeah. We we really that offense, especially especially if you and I think they will. You give Daniel Jones a, a big contract, you're going to want to protect. You're going to want to get him protection front. You're not going to want him running for his life. Not when you're not when you're you don't want him running for his life anyway. But if you're giving him thirty six million dollars a year, you certainly don't want him on the shelf. Yeah. So if you believe in him enough to get him, and that's what I think the Giants are going to do. If they pay Daniel Jones, they're going to say, okay, well we got to protect him. And, and Absolutely. I, I think Absolutely. that that's. I was going. To, I was like, you know, they need a number one receiver. I kept saying receiver, receiver, receiver. But the more I think about it. When I'm again talking about giving Daniel Jones all this money, gotta protect him. That that offensive line is paramount. We do need when a receiver, it comes though. to succeeding on offense. We yeah. need that. We really need that interior offensive line. We got the bookend tackles. We really got to build that up in front of Daniel Jones because yep. if our offensive line is good, he's going to be successful. Absolutely. I think I think in an ideal world we trade for a a very good wide receiver this offseason. Yeah, Hopkins, baby, At, something to keep an it. eye on. And then Something you keep, and then you keep establishing the interior offensive line, and let's talk more about the defensive line because we need both. And I, it, it, it was the same story. You got to compete from within the division. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. That's our next move, Chris. We got to beat the Eagles. We got to beat the Cowboys. That's our next step. All you got to do, bad dog, is look at those five games. I'll, I'll exclude the last regular season game because it was our backups. The, the the playoff game against the Eagles, the regular season game against the Eagles, and both regular season games against the Cowboys. What yeah. happened? We lost the line of scrimmage, both sides. Didn't just lose time. We got decapitated mm-hmm. on the line of scrimmage. Our defensive line got no – Cooper Rush, he's standing back there. He's got like 10 seconds to throw the first game. He just can't – and you get all these people on Twitter, oh, Cooper Rush, better than Daniel Jones. Did you watch the game? Daniel Jones right. was pressured 27 times, and Cooper Rush was reading the Lord of the Rings novel, waiting for his <laughs> wide receivers to get open after 12-second <laughs> routes. So – it's the same story when you play both the Cowboys and the Eagles. And until such time, we can start to compete up at the point of attack. We're not beating those teams consistently. Right. As much as the game has changed, it's still won in the trenches. It's still won of the line Absolutely. of scrimmage. You win the line of scrimmage, you're going most likely going to win the game. You yep. lose that line of scrimmage, especially on both sides of the ball, you really don't have a chance. And that's why both of those teams kicked the hell out of us. They were yep. not close. Like, yeah, the Cowboys games, the score was closer than the actual game. Close. You watch a game, we got dominated. Philadelphia, yeah. again, excluding the last game, because who knows really what was going on there. That really, you could throw that one away. The first game, they ran for like 270 yards against us. In the playoffs, they ran for like 200. Jalen Hurts didn't even do anything. Here, here you go. Yep, here, just take the ball. Take it. 12 <laughs> yards. Up, take it. 19 yards here, hand the ball. Seven yards, 12 yards here, just here, here. Jalen Hurts was like, here, I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to watch. I want I want Daniel Jones to go there. Here you go. I don't care who the running back is. Here you go. Travis Dye out of USC. Here, here you go, buddy. Here, take the ball. I'm going to watch. You just want to watch. You want to see some pancakes, right? 
Yes, I love pink. Uh, like I said, speak softly and carry a pink. I want to be able to call our offensive line IHOP. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. That's you what I want to hear first. IHOP. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be a great nickname for that, our line. We oh, need you that. got you got to trademark that, man. You got you got to get that circulating. <laughs> IHOP. I love it. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'll start making T-shirts when we get a good offensive there you line. Go. I like it. Oh man, everybody heard it. Chris, Chris came up with it first. So, all right. H one thousand. Does the NFL PLL Bobby Bonilla contracts? No. And why the heck would anybody want to give a contract like that? What a disaster that contract was. Oh, now it's not because our owner just doesn't care. But when we had yeah. Wilpon, that was. Oh, there's no salary. There was no salary cap in baseball. There still isn't. It's a luxury tax, but they they didn't have any. So. Yeah, but with yeah. Wilpon, it mattered because we were so cheap, but now it doesn't matter. But, um, I mean, they do have deferred contracts, void years. And I think if it's used responsibly. Yeah, but then not, not like, not like. What no, not like that. 30 years yeah, worth of $2 million like a year or whatever it was. Yeah. They didn't think that yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Somebody, somebody asked um, about Azudu and where he's at. Um, I don't know exactly where he's at, if he's been cleared yet. My understanding is they're optimistic he will be okay. I don't know the extent of his neck injury, but obviously that's something they're going to tread lightly with because you don't want to mess around with the neck. Sort of like the same situation like what they had with Daniel. I don't know if it was the same injury, but um, they are hopeful that he's going to be okay. And that, by the way, keep an eye on what they do in free agency in the draft because if you see them taking more guards, sure sign that maybe all's not well there. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. Um, somebody asked, let's see, the Earl 14 is Dalvin, a free agent, Dalvin Tomlinson. I believe so. Is. Yeah, he's also older, but. I don't know if, would you want him back? I, I don't know. I think I would want to go. The defensive tackle class is so deep. No, you know, it's I, amazing. I, I wouldn't all, want him back. I mean, unless he came really cheap, but no, I wouldn't want him back. I mean, I think all the major needs where the Giants, where the Giants have needs, you know, cornerback is deep, running back is deep. Defensive line, defense, defensive interior is deep. Interior everything is deep line. in this draft class, except for like the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks right. are not deep. Uh, well, you know, there's we also don't need one people, of those. Depending on who you believe, some people say that the receiver class isn't that special, but um, no. I, from oh, from, some, you know, from what Damian told me, he said too many people are getting hung up on the box scores and they're not looking at the whole picture. He says he said the receivers class is really a lot better than people give it credit for. Everybody, yeah, most, people are, most people have said that it's a deep receiver class. It's not ne- necessarily as top heavy as some other class. Right. But it's a deep class. All right. Which is fine because we, we picked 25th. Yeah. Right. We, exactly. we don't want it to be top heavy. Yeah, it's true. All right. Let me see. Uh, I see a few people have mentioned John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota. Yeah, he's the you, real you, you really can't go wrong with a big 10 center. You, yeah, just, he, let's he, just put it that way. Yeah, all, all those guys, real, folks, Minnesota, Penn State, State, State Wisconsin, they're all Iowa, you know, they're mm-hmm. Iowa, they're all they're Linderbaum. All, I wanted him, I wanted Linderbaum yeah. too. Those two centers I want. I mean, Creed Humphrey was a guy I touted for years, but he yeah. played Oklahoma, but still. I loved him and Linderbaum. Yeah, those are two guys. It's like, oh my god, I wish the Giants. Mm-hmm. Man, if they if they got Schmitz, I, I think I would do backflips up and down Route Three. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be thrilled if we get him. Get him in the second round. I'll be thrilled. <laughs> oh, if he's sitting there, I have. You know, I've seen him mock to Detroit. Could you? I could just see the Lions taking him. Oh, that is such a Detroit pick. 
It is. I, I'm going to tell you, I love the way they're building that football team. I love yeah. the way they. And they have a great and, coach. And by the way, I they're building their Dan football Campbell. team. They're building their football, from a quarterback standpoint. They're building the team the same way we are. They're paying a quarterback a pretty good salary as they build up the team. And eventually they'll get to a point where they'll determine whether or not Goff is worthy of being a Super Bowl quarterback when they have that Super Bowl roster, or they'll go and get their guy. Um, they're taking a very similar approach to the Giants from that standpoint, as are a lot of other teams around the league. So for everybody that says you can't build if you pay a quarterback a good amount of money, that's false. And the Giants and Lions both overachieved yeah. a lot this year. Nobody nobody yeah. picked either one of these teams to be any good. The Lions were I think the Lions game from the playoffs. We made the playoffs. And I'm, and I'm happy for Dan Campbell. He was a Giant player years ago. I love yep. Dan Got Campbell. to know yeah. the guy. Really a sweetheart of a guy. I think I might have told you on, this, uh, on the show – when he was hired by the Lions, I sent him a, a little congratulatory note. I said, I don't know if you remember me. And I, I mentioned, you know, what, how I knew him. And he wrote me a really sweet letter back. He said, of course, I remember you. And he, you know, just a short note thanking me and everything, asking how I was doing. But just a really super nice guy. I mean, he's a great quote. I mentioned the Lions beat writers are just loving having him there, you know. But Yeah, he don't pull any punches. I mean, he he tells you what it is. He, he was, you know, when he was with the Giants, he was always so quiet. You yeah. had a real, I mean, if he knew you and he liked you, he would talk. Like he and I used to talk all the time. But wow, he has really come out of his shell now. Yeah, yeah. No, he's good for he's, him. He's a good, good coach. For him. All right, let me ask you guys this question because I, I think I, somebody mentioned trade. If you're the Giants, would you consider trading out of twenty five to maybe pick up an extra couple, you know, extra pick up, say in the second round? It depends, I think, on if the Giants are like, well, you know, depending on who's available at 25 and they say, well, we could get better positional value if we trade back and get an extra pick. If they if they have, you know, four guys that they're looking at and they're all on the board and they're like, one of those guys is going to fall to us. Yeah, do it. Um, why not? I, I think that's why they went with Thibodeau at five because they said he's not going to seven, but we're going to get one of the linemen we want at seven. So let's let's get let's take the defensive end now, and then we'll we'll get the lineman at seven. I, I think the Giants could do that very well if they say there's four guys we really like. There's a linebacker, there's a center, there's wide receiver, or whatever, and we're fine with any one of those four guys being a Giant. We can get an extra pick. Then yes, I I, I think you could see them trade back into the second round. Yeah, you know, I, I asked I asked uh, Damien about that, and I said, I said, how clustered right now would you say the grades are? And he and he he was like kind of split. He said you could you could still get a good player at twenty five, but you don't have to reach necessarily. Like like for example, he said you know look if you're the Giants and you want a cornerback, the cornerback is like four rounds deep. The talent now if there's a run, obviously that you've got to anticipate. He does think there might be some runs here and there, but but uh, that's the beauty of it. The 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 areas that the Giants need most help with are so deep that they yeah. don't have to force it. And they have that luxury if they want to trade down and get some additional picks, you know, an extra second. I mean, how nice would it be if they could trade with whoever has the first pick of day two and get that pick, you know, right. that, uh, talk about great value, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Trade back get an extra third round pick, something like that. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Um, here's the old tag and trade Daniel Jones. Not happening. Can we forget about this, please? I see this all the time. Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback here. I, I I just don't see him getting tagged and traded. I don't know why you – And what's your backup plan? Tyrod Taylor? 
I if know they tagged Daniel Jones, back, but if, if they tag Daniel Jones, it's because they're going to work out a long-term deal or they're going to make him play under the franchise tag. They're not moving on from Daniel Jones next year. It's not happening. It's not right. Happening. No, it, it, it's not. He's going to be here, folks. The, the so, New York so, Giants you last year. Haters, I'm sorry. Got to get 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 used to it. That's that's just how it's going to be. You we, know? we all talk about we we all talk about how Dable and Shane built this great winning culture last year. You know how they how they, they, they you know it, it's the locker room just feels so much different. The players are buying in. You're not going to smack them in the face by letting Daniel Jones walk out the yep. door to start Tyrod Taylor. Or to start yeah. Marcus Mariota, or to start uh, Brissett—it's not happening. Right. Daniel Jones is coming back. You're not destroying everything that you built last year. It's not happening. Exactly, exactly. And I don't know why people just get hung up on that. I mean, come on. Um, Lele wants to know what happens to Darius Slayton. Will he be retained? My guess is no. This is a weak wide receiver class on, on uh, for free agency. I would not be surprised if Slayton gets a, an offer worth more than what he probably is. Slayton also had problems with the dropsies. Mm-hmm. Um, I go back to training camp. You know, a lot of people ask me, why did he get buried? You know, why was everybody looking to get rid of him? He had problems with dropsies. So I'd, I be, would, open, I'd be open to Slayton. I like Slayton. I, yeah. You know, would I, would I be upset if he came back? No, I wouldn't. I thought he was a, a professional and – I admired how he handled himself, but I don't think he's back. I'd be surprised. I really I mean, if his market is less than I think it's going to be, I welcome him back. Yeah, I think if, if it's less, if but Colin John, I mean, if Colin Johnson didn't class. get hurt, I, I don't know if Slayton's even on the team. If I don't want. I don't. I don't want him back because I think his market's going to be too high. But if you get him for three or four million dollars, yeah, he's got. Yeah, you can't Jones. He's familiar with the offense. But if he's going to get eight or nine or more, which I think he could get with a very slim wide receiver market. Again, like I said about Julian Love, I'll take the comp pick. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, like Shane said, you'd like to have everybody back because you had something special last year. Yeah. But at the same time, how many times did we all complain about how this roster was lacking in certain areas? And if it was lacking, you can't have everybody back. So it's kind right. of a contradiction, mm-hmm. I think. It's true. I mean – Tell me well, if I'm wrong. I, I mean, you, you bring everybody back, you run it back with the same team, you have the same problems. You're going to get out-talented by the Eagles, by the Cowboys, you know, by the Niners. You're going to get out-talented by better teams. Sure, you'll be good enough to get to where you were. And we had a lot of things go right to get there, too. If, if things go the other way, if we have a couple breaks go against us, we might win six games. Yeah. So you can't run that. This was not a Super Bowl roster. It was a fun season, and I loved them being in the playoffs. And there's definitely some pieces to build with. There's no doubt about it. There's there's a good core of players here, but again, we're not a that's not a Super Bowl roster. So right. you have to make improvements. So you can't bring everybody back. That is what the draft is for. You you have to replace some players. That that's why you draft new players. You're gonna have to let some go. You bring more in cheaper, and you hope that they're better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I just okay. This is an interesting question here from Gavin Graber. Would you take an edge at twenty five if one falls? Now to recap the edge situation: Zimenez is UFA, Jihad Ward is a UFA, um, Ellerson Smith again was injured two years in a row now. So really, you just have Thibodeau and Ojulari who 
dealt with injuries, obviously. Edge could be in a position that I could see them adding to. I'll go, look, I'll go back to what Bad Dog said. Um, I think we're both projecting cornerbacks because we, or at least I, I am, and you're, too. and it's because we think that that's going to be the best player available with that pick. But mm -hmm. if if they feel the edge is the best player on the board, you take the edge. Right. The Giants are not in a position to just ignore positions because they need another position a bit more than than no. They have to get good football players on this team. Mm -hmm. So if the edge is by, you know, the best player on your board, picking at 25, you take the edge. The Giants right. can take the best player on their board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if one would fall to them, you know, that, that would represent good value. But they do need, in my opinion, they need edge help. Now, I do think they will bring back Jihad Ward. Um, he's a decent number three, but, you know, could they maybe get a little bit better? Um What's going to happen with Ellerson? Ellerson Smith is really, to me, a concern because he missed the, uh, what was it, the 2019 season because of COVID? Or was it the 2020? What year was he drafted? 21? 20. 20 he was drafted. So he missed the 2020 season 2020, because of COVID. All right. Because his, his football program was canceled. Then he missed most of the, his rookie campaign with an injury. He missed most of his second campaign with an injury. This kid hasn't played a whole lot of football lately. I'd be, you know, at this point, I'm like, eh, I don't know, man. I, I might look to move on at this point. I don't know. I, mean, I don't I, know what he is. A good chance. He's done nothing since he's been here. So, and to, and to my knowledge, he's not, I, I don't know this. I don't think he's a great special teams contributor. So, like, a guy like Cam Brown sticks around because of how good he is on specials, mm -hmm. right? So, um, mm -hmm. we'll see. I, I, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's not back with the Giants next year at all. Yeah. All right. Here's a question about uh, a tight end. Amazing guy asked, would you draft Michael Meyer at 25 or is it, or is he too similar to Ingram? You know what? Even I don't think he's similar he, to Ingram at all, actually, as a prospect. Well, let me just, let me just say something. Even if he were similar to Ingram, Ingram was never used correctly, in my opinion. No, he was, was not. Here. No, he was not. So I think this coaching staff, if they had Ingram, they might've used him a lot differently than past, past staff. So that doesn't bother me if there's a, a tight end in the group that is similar to Evan Ingram because that Evan Ingram has good skills. And I mean, I know we all couldn't wait to get rid of him, but he's not a bad player. If he, he couldn't catch the ball. That, that was his hang up here. He, he had great skills. Right. He was a complete mismatch. And you saw that in Jacksonville, the only difference between him here and him in Jacksonville was he completed the catch. He, he completed the play, but Ingram had a lot of, so guys just can't play in New York or the New York market. It's just, some guys right. don't have it. You go hide your stuff in Jacksonville, like, there's not as much pressure, and you, you you succeed. I mean, it happens to, I think, more so with baseball, it seems. Like, if you're a Yankee, I mean, there's ultimate pressure on you to perform as a Yankee. So that, that comes with a whole new set of problems. But I think it's the media. The media is harsh here. Yes. They, they will grill you. They will ask you questions. And the fan base is harsh, too. They, they want production out of their players. So – this day and age of social media, man, you don't perform or you have eight interceptions go off your hands or you, you know, drop 12%, 15% of your passes, you're going to hear it sure. from New York. The, the the media, the fans, you're going to hear it from everybody. You go to Jacksonville, well, obviously the pressure is not the same in Jacksonville, so you can just kind of concentrate on catching the ball. It's not so much in your head. I, mean, I think when you fumble or when you drop pass, I think that becomes – 
oh, God, don't drop it again. And, and ultimately, that's what happens. I think that's the problem with Slayton is I think that's yeah. in his head. I think when Tiki yeah. had the fumbling problem, it was in his head. Don't yep. fumble again. Whatever you do, don't fumble again. So you're concentrating more on catching the pass than, than anything else. Than doing and, anything else. Inevitably, you end up dropping it anyway. And here's yeah. my quick answer to Amazing Guy and uh, the other person, I don't remember who it was, who brought up the running back earlier as a potential pick at 25. Look at the Giants' first five picks last year. And we heard Joe Shane when he came in, positional value, positional value. That's what I'm going to – we took a tackle. We took an edge. We took a wide receiver. We took a cornerback. And we took a guard in, with our first five picks. And then a tight end. Positional value. He's not taking a tight end at 25, and he's not taking a running back at 25. He's going to go. Yeah, I mean, we just drafted a tight end last year, so it'd be. He, he's going He's going to go corner, wide receiver, and that's where he's going. I mean, yeah. maybe he goes out interior offensive line, but he's going corner, wide receiver. I think so, too. I think so, too. All right, Danny Thomas asks, would you, I guess, sign Ben Powers from Baltimore? I'll tell you what, he's a pretty good guard, but I don't know that they're going to go that direction. I think they want to build that that offensive line, you know, get everybody, as many guys as they can on, on the rookie deals. So I would love Ben Powers. I mean, we, we did a, a feature on him over on Giants Country, but I don't think they're going to go for him. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I, I don't see it. I, I just don't. What yeah, I do Chris, Chris D just mentioned to it to go back to the tight end real quick that they just, they resigned Cagers. So I, I don't did. see. I think they could grab the tight end, but just not early. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, they like Cager. He's a converted receiver. Yeah. He got a lot of kids. So. Yeah. So, so tight. Yeah. Tight end. I, I don't know. Maybe they'd get somebody, you know, and they put them on the practice squad, but you could do that as an undrafted free agent or something like that. Right. All right. Let's see. I know dog's got to go in a few minutes. So let me see. Do we have any other questions? If not, uh, all right. I don't see any other questions popping up here, but all right. So let me just real quick, guys, I'll ask you about the combine next week. What are you most interested to hear or see come out of the combine next week? I'm excited to see the overreactions because they all they're, 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 that's what I'm excited to see. <laughs> Listen, like, like I already know what's going to happen. Anthony Richardson in his underwear is going to go out there and he's going to throw a 75 yard ball just like Malik without Hill. without coverage and without weather in a dome. And and everybody on Twitter is going to go bananas. Oh, 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 he's he's the next Joe Montana. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see the overreactions. Um, from fans because it happens every year. Last year, Malik Willis had people convinced that he should be the first overall pick. Um, oh so, but I, I always get excited to see the, the big guys too. I like to see the offensive linemen go side to side, the three. I like to see the big guys. Bad dog knows this, but um, yeah, it's, it's just fun. You watch the 40 times, you watch the quarterbacks run their drills. It doesn't mean much, but it just, it's for football, it's for passionate football fans that. Just want to keep football in their life, even during the offseason. That's basically yeah. what the combine. The is. most, not- the most overrated thing in the combine to me is my favorite thing to watch, and that's the forty. I, yeah. I like seeing how fast these guys because I'm just, I am just enamored with how fast human beings can move. It means absolutely nothing. Like they're running in their underwear, they're running in perfect weather. It's 
straight line ahead. There's no obstacle. There's no route. It has nothing to do with anything. The only thing that has to do is if you get by the cornerback and you get ahead of the field, then your 40 time matters. Other than that, it's about route running in your hands. Who cares how fast you run? John Ross was drafted ninth overall because he ran a 4-2-2-40. What the hell did he ever do in the NFL? Nothing. Darius Hayward. I can go back to a ton of running or uh, wide receivers that ran the 40 faster than anybody you've ever seen. It didn't make him a good wide receiver, but that is fun to watch for me because again, yeah. I just like, and I, not just the receivers. I like watching the, the huge guys. These guys are 350 pounds. They're running sub five forties. It's like, how the hell does a guy that big move that fast? And then I like watching the quarterbacks run like five, four. I'm like, damn, he's slow. Like I could outrun that guy still. I have to dig dig this up, but um, on Giants Country last year, we did a series of what drills matters most when it comes to the combine. I'll dig that up and I'll I'll the three cone shuttle. They say is always a big shuttle. There are some drills that you can tell some things, but but yeah, I mean, I know when I go to the combine, I get the opportunity to watch some of the drills. I don't take it because you know I don't think Shane's gonna either. Look at the players we drafted last year. None of them had. Bellinger, uh, Mondale wasn't a four. You know, and, and the other thing, the yeah. other thing that that's overrated at this point is who's got formal meetings versus who's got informal meetings. That does. Who's it's coming just, in for a visit? That's what it, I want to know. Like Chris said, it's it's fun to watch for. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to watch, but the it's focus, fun. the focus it, it is, is going to be again. on free agency. I'm telling you, everybody's going to be down in that 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 section that. I don't know if you guys have ever been to the Indianapolis Convention Center. That place is huge. That's like several city blocks. Mm-hmm. And there's a section that the agents, it's right actually below where the media work center is. You go downstairs and you see reporters swarming all over the place. And as soon as they come out for a break for their, you know, from their seminar or whatever it is they have there. Oh my gosh. Are that's you going gonna, 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 to gonna be there? Hopefully. I'm waiting to find out if I got one of the remaining credentials yet, but I put in, so... That's awesome. Cool. One of these years, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go to the combine. One of these years, we could awesome. probably go. Do we could probably get you a credential too? I'm in next year. I'm in. You let me know. You get me the credential. I'm in. I'll, I'll go there and watch watch men in underwear with you. Five four hundred pound men. <laughs> I don't really watch men in underwear, but I'll tell you though. Uh, uh, otherwise, if I'm being honest with you, the days can be kind of long and boring. Because, oh, I'm sure they are. You know, you know, just to give you an idea behind the scenes, you know, and a dog. I know you got to go sh- sh- shortly, so um, you get up. You're there for the media interviews start, I think, at 830 with the, you know, with the players. And you, so you're there for 830 and you go down for whoever it is you're going to talk to. And you, you, then you, you do it. You come back up. And if you got transcription duty, which I always seem to get, which I don't care, I've got ways to transcribe fast. So you turn in your transcription and then otherwise you're sitting there and you're writing. But they have TVs up. And then if you actually want to go into the stadium to watch certain drills, you can sign up. If you're a member of pro football writers, they'll actually take you into the stadium to watch that. Or you can watch it on TV. It's up to you. So, and, and in essence, somebody, you know, it's funny. Last last time I went, somebody was like, why did I bother coming? I could have watched all this on TV. I said, yeah, but you couldn't talk to guys in, in person. But even that they've kind of made a lot easier for, you know, people who don't go. So there's, See, there's, that, there's that's that's what I if I went that's what I'd want to do have an opportunity to ho- hopefully ask some questions to them that that would but it's it, it's a zoo man it's it's a yeah. zoo I mean especially with the popular picks those things are really oh really I'm sure good. I'm sure they're like yeah. they're like three four but you know and, and then a lot of people are like oh did you meet with the Steelers did you meet with the Giants and again it doesn't matter 
Yeah. You know, yes, the Giants are going to meet with as many guys as they can. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to draft those guys. Right. If they if they meet with CJ Stroud, it doesn't mean anything. Oh, if, if that they, happens, you know everybody's going to be like, if they oh if they God. meet with CJ Stroud, oh, yeah, they meet with CJ Stroud, and oh, John, Daniel Jones is gone. If they, they meet with CJ Stroud, they're asking him about Jackson Smith and Jigba. They're not. They're, not, they're, right. they're asking him about his wide receivers. They're not drafting CJ Stroud. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and we talked about that before. So, you know, just because somebody's talking, you know, they, they could also be looking at other players. I mean, there's just so much that goes on. And, uh, you know, really, if you're just going and you want to write a story about your local, you know, maybe there's a guy from New Jersey I want to write a story about, you know? So it's, it's, it, it's different, you know, it depends on what you're going there to accomplish. But like I said, at the top of the show, this is all going to be about free agency and where they are. Joe Shane's speaking Tuesday, 1.30 PM. So if you want to be on Twitter around 1.30 PM, unless that changes, if it changes, I'll let you know and just follow what is being said. So uh, that should be pretty interesting. I'm sure he's not going to say anything because there probably isn't anything to say at this point, but uh, we will see. Oh, he's going to talk about Daniel Jones's contract because he's going to be signed by then. Hopefully. From I'm, I'm, talk, I'm, talk, I'm talking into existence. I want Daniel Jones to be done with before the combine. From I your think lips, the Giants do too. From yeah. your lips, man. From your <laughs> lips. Let's hope it happens. Let's go. Absolutely. All right. Dogs got to get out of here, everybody. And so do we. So thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Giants Live. We hope you enjoyed the show. Tomorrow, again, on Locked On Giants, I have Damian uh, Parson, who is a, a Locked On NFL. Please check that show out. It was so good. It really was. I, I'm so excited about it. I hope you guys will check it out. And uh, next week, combine, combine, combine. So hope you will be back with us as we cover all that stuff. And hopefully, as Chris said, we'll be talking about Daniel Jones's contract. If we need right. to we'll do an emergency lock on Giants Live, right? Yeah, five years, not? five years, 185. I just said it. It's done. I just all right. It's it. done. I just heard it from Daniel. It's done. There you go. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow on the Lock on Giants podcast. Otherwise, we'll have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.